Hello, Guardians. Today is August the 11th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. This week, I got a bit of a long boy for you. Uh, myself, Guardian photographer, Mod Sherpa, Asefa, and Mr. Dunes uh, all came together and we created a tier list of uh, all the changes that are coming in season 22. I felt like that was probably one of the more fun ways that we could uh, put all that information together. So I'll be sharing that list as well as a list maker for you to use um, in the notes for this show. It was a lot of fun to make. Now, of course, that's not the only episode you got this week. You also got the live from GCX uh, State of the Game reaction with Epic Dan, all the players, and Scarrow9. Make sure to go and listen to that. I hope you guys enjoyed that show for those of you who listened to it. Before we dive into that, there is a little bit of housekeeping here. Uh, if you're looking for a helpful community in Destiny 2, head on over to discord.gg forward slash Danfinity. That's where my community lives. Whether you need help with dungeons and GMs or you just want to hop in for a raid or two, uh, it's a really lovely place with awesome people. And I'm there. So come hang. This week in Destiny, we not only got a Dev Insights Season 22 Abilities and Armor Changes preview, which we talk about heavily during the next couple of hours of conversation, but we also got updates on Zavala's journey back during the unfortunate passing of Lance Reddick, there was a lot of speculation as to where Zavala's journey would go in Destiny 2. Just this past Thursday, we found out that legendary actor Keith David will be taking over the duties for Zavala going forward. I really enjoy Keith David's work. I mean, the thing, they live. Goliath and Gargoyles. The list could go on and on because his career is so long and storied, um, but I think he's going to do a really good job with the role of Zavala. I also really appreciate that Bungie is keeping Lance Reddick's lines in the game um, rather than removing them and having Keith David completely rework everything. I kind of hope that they come up with some sort of way to memorialize Lance Reddick in game, but this is a good change brought on by an unfortunate event. Uh, I think they handled it very graciously. The exotic rotator playlist will be entering into the game uh, to support the goals. They said that exotic weapons entering the playlist will become craftable. At launch, that's not only Dead Man's Tale, but that's also Dead Messenger and Revision Zero. Had we known this information, we might have bumped up the exotic uh, rotators a little bit in our list, as well as the exotic weapons coming from them. We'll also see each mission featuring a normal and legendary difficulty. Every mission will have a pool of legacy seasonal rewards, both armor and craftable weapons that have a thematic overlap with their associated mission. Every mission will feature the same reward behavior. Mission dialogue and narrative move forward after each activity completion and reset after all dialogue sets have been played. The one downside is that legacy triumphs cannot be progressed during these missions. I'm glad that more stuff from the past of the game is entering back into Destiny 2. Um, I'm seeing a lot of sentiment online about rotator fatigue, especially when we see that Root of Nightmares is going to be entering into the raid rotator following the reprise raid entering into the mix. Um, as I say a little bit later, I think that we're entering into an Age of Triumph version of Destiny 2, uh, though that's pure speculation just based on what I'm seeing. I almost wonder if we see more rotators uh, than not, but in an ideal scenario, we would have all of these activities available to us 
at any difficulty level um, and able to get adept weapons as we as we needed. I understand that it probably diffuses the population a little bit, doesn't focus as much, but um, I think that that would be a good change just for Bungie to think about going forward. On August 15th, uh, Bungie.net users will be prompted for their birthday and country of origin or residence when signing in or creating a new account. This is to comply with the quote, an ever evolving landscape of digital service legislation around the world. All active sessions will expire on the state. This means your Destiny 2 companion app, your third party apps, all of that. You'll need to sign in again with your birthday in order to comply with their new terms of service. Season 22 will also bring with it a new PsyOps battleground for the moon entering into the Grandmaster playlist. I actually like the battlegrounds as GMs. We talked about this a little bit in that uh, Live from GCX episode. I feel like they give you more challenge. I feel like they give you more ads. And um, it feels like a more unique experience than just the however many strikes that we've had in the past. Since we have no pinnacle jump next season, I'm almost wondering if we see the GMs earlier like we did during Season of the Deep. Hopefully the node becomes available sooner too, but so it goes. I think this is a good change. For those of you on PlayStation Plus, the Witch Queen campaign will be available to everyone who has a Plus Extra or Premium account. As I've said in the past, the Witch Queen is one of the best campaigns in Destiny 2. You'd be a fool not to play through it. Rounding out the twid, they do talk about August 22nd coming up. If you are interested, uh, myself, Bonafide Hero, Pidge, Acepha, Tidley, Mal Nightingale, D Flawless, Ill Physics, and I think. I think one more person <laughs> will be joining us. We'll be doing a live talk over of the event. That should be on every creator's channel um, with the way that I'm planning on producing it. But you can head on over to twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity on that day if you're interested in hearing that. If you're not interested on hearing that on the day, we will be uh, using that as the episode for that week's Destiny Digest. That's pretty much all the news for this week. Now on to our Season 22 tier list after this break. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hi to a special edition of Destiny Digest. Uh, we are doing a call-in show version for Season 22 tier list. Uh, my name is Danfinity, and with me tonight, one half of the Reset Boys, Mod Sherpa. Hi. <laughs> you could feel the energy in the room. Uh, well, the other well, half... you said one half, and it's not like we don't have dunes here. Well, I also don't know. I don't know how math works. It really is like one third of the reset boys. It like that. There's you, and then Mister Dunes is the other third. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. And then I'm the other third of that equation. But you guys, maybe if you've listened to the show before, then you know who I am. Uh, and then returning guest, GP, a.k.a. Guardian Photographer, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, and then, as always, Producer Seth. Producer Seth, thank you so much for, for clearing your schedule this evening. Thank you. I had nothing, so you're Round lucky. of applause. <laughs> Everybody applaud. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Chat. I'm not seeing any hands out there. Anyways, uh, so what we're going to do here, uh, we're going to go through and um, we're going to add to this tier list, uh, this tier maker, uh, uh, of the changes that we know that are coming in season 22. Um, there's 30 
things on this list and we'll go through them as we kind of like talk about them uh individually but uh overall i wanted to get um your thoughts on are you excited about season 22 are you excited for for the for anything in particular that you saw in any of the articles recently regarding season 22 of destiny 2 uh i'm very excited for it um you know i've personally pulled back a little bit from destiny in the the last couple of weeks mm. but you know destiny is destiny it's always you know it's it's hit or miss but i still love playing it day to day so a lot of the changes that they announced today i'm excited for reprised raid new exotics you know can't you, you can't go wrong with this with this game sometimes heck yeah what about you Jaden? Well, not really, because I have to man a hunter next season. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charity. But it's for a good, yeah, it's for a good cause. Um, I mean, the the story stuff's always good, but a lot of the changes and stuff, you know, I'm not crazy about. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, you know, that bridge to Beyond Light or to a Final Shape that I'm more curious about. Are there any changes in spe- like specifically? that you're not excited for or like was was there was there something that stuck out specifically that you were like ah i don't like that and that kind of turned you your whole thing i know we'll get into it but the strand stuff just felt or the suspense stuff felt like it was a complete neuter instead of like a tuning that it needed Mm. okay heard heard uh gp what about you um, I'm just kind of more excited to see where the story goes mm-hmm. coming up because, uh, after the finale for last season, we kind of know where we're heading, but we don't know like all the story beats of what's going on and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll have characters returning again. That'll be nice to see. Um, but as for like big changes that are kind of going on, it feels like a little bit more of them are for people who aren't super veteran to the game, I mm-hmm. guess I could say. Um, and I mean, we'll get into it with like the exotic missions returning and like the changes to the wish under and stuff like that. Like a lot of veteran people that doesn't do too much for us, but for newcomers, it's a great change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm coming from the, I'm coming to this kind of from the angle that I, I don't know what we're getting on, on August 22nd, um, outside, outside of like finding out more about final shape. I'm kind of hoping that they tell us, um, about what's coming the following year and we get confirmation or, or not about like whether they're going to put another number on a box (laughs) because it's, it's starting to feel like real age of triumphs vibes around here lately. And, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of like where I'm, where I'm looking at it from. Um, anybody else having the same kind of feeling or? Yeah, definitely. This, this feels like age of triumph rise of iron. Um, they've got some heavy lifting to do, I think to, mm-hmm. to meet that. Cause age of triumph was so good. Um, yeah. they've got some heavy lifting to do to get there, but if they can deliver on a lot of things that they've been talking about and, um, you know, make a game that exists for a little while before we get whatever that next thing is, I think it, it could be really great. 
I mean, I'm a, I'd agree. I'm excited to see what happens post final shape whenever that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like you said, like it's kind of like Age of Triumph from D1, which is when I rejoined the game and mm-hmm. fell back into it because I played vanilla and then dropped out and then came back during Age of Triumph. It, it definitely feels like we're in that filler gap right now and mm-hmm. we need that, that upturn. Yeah. Something about the way that they talked about like PvP, not investing in PvP and not investing in Gambit or Destiny Two kind of set my my antenna off <laughs> in that in that direction. So we'll uh we'll see how it goes. But that's that's kind of the lens that I'm looking at this through. Um mm-hmm. why don't we why don't we get into it? Yeah. Um yeah. so mess it up. Yeah, let's mess it up. Uh I think I honestly I think that this one is a fairly easy one for me. Uh, we're going to start with the 1810 no power climb uh, to this to season 22. Um, where did you guys kind of put this on your lists? I've got that it's at a B. There. You got that at a B? GP, yeah. where did you have it? I have it in an A. You have it in an I A? I love the change. I, like that I'm an A also. It. You're an A as well? Okay, so explain explain for to me like what why you put it at A and Dune specifically you why you put it at B. I I put it B because it's you know they they already did it once so mm-hmm. I'm not excited about something that we've already got. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, I think it's awesome that they're keeping it because I love being able as a veteran player being able to skip the pinnacle band uh, season to season. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, the, the RNG, but, but yeah, like, like for me, it's a B simply because it's not like new and exciting. It's, it's mm-hmm. what we had. GP, what about you? I mean, I just like that it's continuing where it is. It's, it was a great change for this past season. Mm-hmm. Um, people who had already hit Pinnacle didn't have to do that anymore. So, like, I've definitely seen like, the amount of time that I've been playing this past season, like way down. Like I used to be getting into the like 200s, 300s, 400s on like season rank. And I'm like 190 right now. Yeah. And, like we're hitting the end. So it's definitely given me more free time away from it because that was like the beginning of the season. And it's like all you're focused on. So it lets you play the story and then do things here and there for like the beginning of the season. And then you're like, you can take a break. You can do something else. Yeah, I liked that quality of life aspect to to this season where I so I didn't feel guilty if I didn't if I wasn't playing every day, and it, it yeah, allowed exactly. me to catch up on stuff. Uh, it's been said time and time again. Twenty twenty three is an amazing year for oh, yeah. just gaming in general, and so it did allow me to hop into some games that I maybe I wouldn't have gotten to had I had to. Um, log in and just keep on that pinnacle grind every day i also feel like it's friendlier to newer players who maybe hopped into lightfall and they're like okay well now i now i got to continue this grind what's what's up with that rather than um but i i I think that that this is a good change overall uh jaden why'd you Why'd you choose it for an A? I mean, I mean, you know me. I was gone almost a month from the game where yeah. I couldn't play because I had like 300 kilobytes upload because of a work trip. Mm-hmm. I basically didn't miss anything. 
you know, I was able to catch up on the story and everything. Um, and, you know, it's good for veterans that want to take a break. It's good for new light or, you know, people on that power grind. It's just healthy for everybody, I think. Heck yeah. All right. Well, if you guys are comfortable with it, I am cool with putting that at like an A. Yeah. 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 I felt I felt like that might be the easiest one <laughs> that, that we do yeah. that we do all night. Um so so with that we got our first one on the board, ladies and gentlemen. Uh next up we have the barricades, which was just announced today uh in the Dev insight for season 22 abilities and armor changes preview. Uh, we saw here, they said, uh, we've been exp- uh, starting off with barricade. This ability is a potent tool for closing off lanes, bunkering under fire, creating safe spaces uh, to get a revive and gathering information from relative safe safety and PVP. Specifically, the prevalence of barricades could slow down the pace of play in a manner that doesn't have much in the way of meaningful counterplay. We've been experimenting for a while with opt-in ways to play around barricades, including anti-barrier rounds via the artifact or exotic weapons, origin traits, subclass buffs, tuning the damage special weapons deal to barricades and more. These are all meant to increase an attacker's ability to remove barricades from the equation. However, it's clear that the heat of the moment, these kinds of out-of-control decisions aren't really coming into play. So we're making some base-level changes across different barricade abilities, primarily targeting the strength the towering barric- of the towering barricade season 22 towering barricades base cooldown will be increasing significantly and all barricades sub- objects will receive a reduction in their maximum health pool so towering barricade the base cooldown increases from 48 seconds to 70 seconds and all barricades the maximum health maximum health reduced by 100 from 600 to 500 and damage resistance versus pve combatants increased to compensate um, where did you guys put that on your lists? Right at the bottom. D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like what uh, is it? A twenty-two? Yeah, that's twenty-two uh second change on yeah, the towering. Yeah, the PV the PvP side of it I can't like confidently speak to. The mm-hmm. the PvP that I did play this season, uh barricades didn't feel oppressive to me, mm-hmm. but like I'm a PVE guy, so I like I I don't want to speak out of turn on it, but the change in the cooldown is what does concern me. I don't I don't mean Titan either, but you know when you when you want a barricade, you want that cooldown to be available. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's at the bottom of the list for me. Yeah, I mean I put it at the bottom as well. I main a Titan and I don't play much PVP, so the oppressiveness of that barricade in PVP doesn't do much mm-hmm. for me. So I'm literally just seeing a PVE nerf, and uh, I don't know. I'd rather have it more often. Mm-hmm. Um, not, so. Matalat in chat says the change is pretty hefty too, and he'd like to see know what the cooldown is with 100 resilience. My guess is they would give us the number right out the gate of like 100, right, and then from there peel down. No, I think they they only well, gave the base. base. Yeah. Oh, that was the base. base okay. Pull down from 48 to 70. So. It'll be less if you're at 100 resilience, which most people aim to. Mm-hmm. But even still, like you're still getting a significant increase in the amount of time. But that's just towering barricade too. Mm-hmm. Some people like I run the rally barricade a lot, so yeah. Even in um, PvP or not in PvP, which I mean, again, I don't play it too often. But 
I'm more of a PvE guy, so I run more of a rally barricade. So, so off a of D2 armor picker, right now it goes towering from zero is 57 seconds. Uh, tier 10 is 20 seconds for towering. Okay. Um, versus uh, 45 and 16 for for rally. Um, you know, I gave it a C because I don't want to. You know, I don't care about PvP, but you know, let them have their buff. But it, yeah. you know, again, it, it's one of those uh, PVE suffers for PvP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you know. I don't think it's a problem in uh, PVE, but yeah, it's definitely going to hurt. You know, especially um, uh, Lorelei Titan for yeah. PVE. I yeah. I'm I'm looking at it here. Well, I mean that's just for the towering barricade. But you use well, no, the, the, the. I use rally when I'm on Lorelei, but but yeah, still, I do too. like the the base cooldown for everything is changing. I think. It just uh, says for towering. Yeah, it just says oh, for the towering one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. all yeah. barricades are getting the health decrease and like the PVE combatant stuff. Yeah, but the base, but like the cooldown is just for the towering. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, they are getting increased DR and PBE, though, in order to compensate for that. So, as not a PV, PvP guy myself either, um, I'm, I'm going to put that as a, at a C as well. So, are we, cool, are we cool with that? Are we cool with a C? C or D, I'm yeah, fine with. C or D. Yeah. Heard. All right. Yeah, either's fine with, with me. All right, cool. A craftable DMT. We know that that's coming down the pike uh, next to um, the exotic missions coming in. Um, that takes uh, a weapon out of Zer's pool um, and, a, and a randomly rolled weapon at that. Um, I, I really liked that. I really like this and Hawkmoon. Um, those two weapons being craftable, at least Hawkmoon sometime in the future. Um, because of the nature of the weapon itself with them being the only two exotics that are really randomly rolled. And I think that this is a good move for them into the, into the, uh, getting into that craftable pool. Um, that means that everybody it's, it kind of like equalizes the playing field for, for what people use as well. Um, where'd you guys put this? I so let me preface this by saying that I do think it's a good change. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's cool that that these randomly rolled exotics are getting moved into a craftable state um, for two reasons. One, like you said, providing a more direct path to the role that you want. But then two, um, since we have another use for exotic ciphers now, taking those out of the like loot pool for what you need to spend a cipher on, that's just a smart change. Now that said, I still put it at a D because mm-hmm. it's it for me it's DMT and I think it's a cool gun, but it's mostly a PvP gun. So my is my excite my excitement about it is not that high. I mean, it can be it can be a PVE weapon, but I think I, I, that it's more. I just mean, like the the, the DMT meta has gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still see yeah. I still see people yeah. running it. Do you okay? I do. It's rarer, one hundred percent. But I still see it sometimes. I'm like, what year is this? For me, it's the same. Like for me, it's 
I don't like it. I still have full-on PTSD from DMT. So to me, it's a 100% D. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's a cool weapon. I don't see the use of it in PvE in general. There are better scout rifles yeah. for GMs and pretty much anything else. I'm so sorry. It's a, it's a cool weapon, don't get me wrong, but there's so much better overall weapon, especially when it comes to an exotic. I will not sacrifice in PvE my exotic slot for DMT when I could use something that's better overall. Um, so... It's cool that they're making it craftable. Now, how easy or difficult will that be when it comes to actually craft it? That remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. But as a general thing, because I just completely dislike this gun, it's a D <laughs> for me, like straight up. Heard, heard. No question asked. So does that mean I'm in the minority? Because I put it at a B. You probably are. You probably, yeah. Okay. I put it at a C. You put it at a C? I'm cool with yeah. putting it at a C on this one. Like I, I like that I like the change that as I stated before, I like that it's gonna be craftable. I like it that I like that it's more egalitarian. I don't know how often I'd use it or what it replaces in my kit. Um but I'd be fine with it at a at a C as well. I, I think C is a good splitting the difference on it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, naturally I'm gonna have a lot more things at D because I'm a grumpy goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're also people who have been playing this for a while. I think I think for people yeah. like uh, Gray Fox highlights that he has a buddy who missed playing Presage, so he's going to be happy to run through the mission. Matt's more excited to run Presage again. Like for people who are, who are newer to the game post Lightfall, I think that this would probably be higher up on their list. Um, probably, yeah. 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 For, I mean, for for me for me, it's the RNG removal is the big thing mm -hmm. and bring up uh, the Zer stuff. Uh, yeah that that's that that's part of why i rated it so highly i don't care about the gun itself it's more the the craftability yeah yeah and what yeah. it what it says about the future of yeah. craftable exotic weapons mm -hmm. also true like if you remove the the gun itself and just take into account like yeah it is now available for people that didn't have the chance to get it before then yeah for me it would rate higher on the list mm -hmm. but because that specific gun it goes down <laughs> <laughs> but i do i do agree that it's a really good thing that it's back and available for people that want it mm -hmm. because it was just i mean it was available but yeah it wasn't exciting <laughs> yeah. it wasn't exciting to get it from zur which mm, I, I mean i, I guess not <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking around here to see like what um what replaces it in Zer's wares and I'm not seeing anything. Um, it won't. It will just the, be removed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought there was something about the cipher. Yeah. Oh, would they I be adding they, like another cipher in? I thought I thought I saw something. I could be wrong. It wasn't it the fact that now you can have five on you instead of just one? That was a while ago. Or yeah, I think that one? I think that change came when you could start focusing the exotics, which mm. I, I think was this season, mm -hmm. right? No, yeah, I believe I that was this so. season. Yeah, which is a good change, by the way. But oh, yeah, hundred percent. But um, it will free up Zers, and I think that the idea I they haven't talked about it, but logically, I think the idea is to free up that second page on Zer mm -hmm. to just not have a second page and just have like yeah. one regular page where you have like the three different class exotic the weapon the random roll and then you know whatever other weapons yeah. and armor that he sells shorten up his resume a little bit 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone likes a one pager. Yeah, everybody likes it. it nobody Very reads true, them anyway. actually. Yes. Sometimes you forget there's a second page. I, like, oh, I always forget that there's a, like I don't have that many ciphers because I forget that there's a second page with a quest on it. <laughs> <laughs> same, hundred percent, same thing. Next up, we have the double special nerf. Um, so the instead of being able to run double special in order to get more heavy ammo now, uh, they're going to be they're going to be taking a hit uh, on that. I believe that was in. Is that that was in the economy. Was that the state of the game? I don't. I don't feel, yeah, I don't think it was the state of the game. It was in a recent twid because it's not so much a change as a bug fix. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a mm-hmm. strong dislike to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I don't see like you're already taking a hit when you run double special mm-hmm. because. Like it's a little bit better now overall. I've run it recently when I was running like disgraced geoms and I was running double special. And it was okay. But still, if you're running double special heavy, you're already taking a hit because you're running two weapons that have finite ammo. And if you get hooked by your RNG and the game is like, no, I'm not gonna give you ammo, then you're kind of running a risk. Right. So in my opinion, it was like risk reward and it was fine. I I don't think it was something that needed to be fixed, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like bottom of the list or like highest is a C because it for people that do end game, it was again, like it was a risk reward. You take the risk yeah. of maybe not being able to do anything until you get your special and you run like, yeah, of course, if you run out of all ammo, the game is going to pity ammo you. But still i don't know there was something about it that i don't think it needed to be fixed but that's just my opinion i've yeah. i've got it at a c um mm-hmm. I, it it doesn't affect me as much i'm not a huge fan of double double special personally um and i think that's just the way that special weapons feel to me mm-hmm. um like in gms i really like running wish ender and other exotic primaries um so like like it stinks because I know like you and Seth and a ton of other people yeah. are are doing these really cool things with double special, um, mainly th- for, for the heavy this, economy. <laughs> yeah, for the heavy economy. Yeah. I, I think this is a, like a real like let's feel it out kind of thing, because um, it could end up being fine. Um, for for me, what it what what this change, what, what concerns me about this change is how it affects the overall anim- ammo economy, which I have never been in a particularly pleased about. Cause it mm-hmm. seems like you'll be in situations where you need heavy and you can't get any, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whether you're running double special or not. Yeah. And um, even if you build into it on like your helmet and stuff, right. like I think yeah. that's the intent. They want you to build into being able to get heavy drops more, but it, I don't feel which, like this change like needed necessarily happen. Yeah. If they're I, doing, if they're doing this change, then I think they need to buff those perks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that in primaries, somebody mm-hmm. in chat said primaries are really yeah. weak. And I agree with that. Primaries need to be yes. buffed a little bit. I don't, they don't need to be like taking a bat to it and making them way too strong. But now primaries also include strand weapons and stasis weapons and those two specifically mm-hmm. do less damage than regular primaries, right? And it's kind of why? That, yeah, that needs to be fixed. 
Yeah, so like they need to be on, on parity with um, kinetic since match game isn't a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and then like if you're gonna nerf the double special, then at least make primaries better. Like, yeah, so, so you take away give some in, in return. Yeah, th- this doesn't really affect me because I think I've run double special five times in playing Destiny. Yeah, I'm normally I'm the same like, way. Yeah, I'm normally Nerds. Div or or RB <laughs> and a you know accompanying weapon. So I build into you know one special drop and one heavy drop on the helmet, and that's what I do. You know, so for me, it's whatever. I think this is a D for me. I think this might be my first D, <laughs> like <laughs> of the entire thing, because I do I'd run double special. Like I'd agree with you because yeah. of the it just ruins the play style. Yeah, like I know there's a lot of people that do it, and it's just there is a little bit of a skill like, gap there, and like that that feels like a removal of that. You mm-hmm. know, um, yeah, I, I, I to me that's D. Um, I agree. With you. I'm cool with that. Cool. Yeah, I had it at C, but D's fun. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, up next. We have the Festival of the Lost Armor. Uh, Does that just talk about armor? Or are we talking about the event you know itself also? I mean, we can talk about the event itself also. I mean, over over the past like few years, it's been joked about as like the Festival of the Costs. You know, like it is. Mm-hmm. It is. I think more than anything, a big moneymaker event for Bungie, rather than a. Um, Rather, rather than something where you get like cool stuff for chucking bombs at at pumpkin I, heads. That's the thing, right? I used to love Festival of the Lost, mm-hmm. my favorite event of the whole year, right? I loved it because it was like, spooky, it was engaging, it was fun. You had like a challenge attached to it. We're talking like back in the day, Lost sectors like the, are like the not. Endless. Yes, I'm talking about like yeah. the infinite forest. And then the homie that you could not kill that was chasing you. <laughs> I love that guy. Every time. Everybody loved homie, right? Everybody yeah. loved homie. Who was the but best? I can think of a couple people that don't. Well, but you know what I mean? Like, in the sense that he was yeah. fulfilling his purpose exactly like what he should be doing, right? Appearing, scaring the crap out of you, and everybody was just scared of him because you could literally. He was like Trevor. You could do nothing yeah, against yeah, yeah. him. Mm-hmm. You just had to run. Um, and it was fun because it was also a challenge of how many branches can you do before the timer mm-hmm. runs up, right? So you could challenge yourself or you could decide to just kind of just run it, not normally, but run it without doing any like, oh, I need to go to see how many branches I can do. Yeah. And that event was fun. And yes, there were armor, there were like other microtransaction stuff, whatever, sure. But it wasn't like the main focus, It's it feels like. It was actually like, this is spooky. This is creepy. You get stuff out of it, but it's just for the fun of it. And then when they removed that, it became the lost sectors, which are always the same, which are, there's no changes to it. And the only thing that changes, like you mentioned, is the Eververse store with the ornaments. And it's like, okay, but, and this is something I've, I've talked about in regard to the game recently. It's just, if your game is not engaging or your activity is not engaging, then why would people pay for cosmetics mm-hmm. like they're not going to play the game so they're not going to want to look good in the game so to me like the armor set looked 
cool. Don't get me wrong. They do look cool, but I used to love Festival of the Lost, and now I'm just like, whatever. I don't care because yeah. it, there's nothing interesting to do with it, really, which is sad. Yeah. I, I think it's telling that they ask us what we what we want to buy. Yeah. <laughs> like, they yeah. basically have yeah, us vote. Yeah. But like they don't do that with other events. So obviously mm-hmm. like they wouldn't do that if there wasn't a reason. Yeah. I don't want to put words in their mouth or anything like that, but you know, it's a business. At a yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's a business. Yeah. And yeah. if, if they're asking us what we want, then that's because they probably sell more armor sets during the festival. So, um, I'm one of those chumps that buys everything. I'm one of the mm-hmm. whales. So like, get him. I'm, I mean, I, yeah, I, it's me. Hi. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm a whale. If you only knew, I yeah. am considered a whale in this game. Trust oh, yeah. me, I for, for sure. Same. Um, so like, I'm excited about a new armor set that I'm probably going to buy. I'm like, unless it's like truly hideous, yeah. I will probably <laughs> buy it. So I'm always excited about new armor. But I agree with you, Seth. The the event itself has become underwhelming. So you like maybe we'll see some like you know good changes this season like some some of the maybe some of the longer lost sectors that they've added in the game will get the the festival of the lost treatment so yeah, it'll be God, a little bit more of an extended yeah like like those lost sectors nice, are longer yeah. so so that they've got more space to play with maybe in there to do some, some Halloween type stuff so you know I like to keep an open but- mind with this stuff we'll see what happens. When's the last time they added or changed the lost sectors? Mm. They added one last year. <laughs> they added one last year. Okay. Like added one, never changed it. Right. So there were like, what, three or four in yeah. rotation, something like that. It's very yeah, limited. So right. And it, it's just, so. I don't know. I don't, I don't expect much this year, especially after the state of the game and mm-hmm. with everything they said in it. And especially after what Flamekeeper and this, you know, what this past event was. <laughs> uh, yes and just yes. just how sh- yeah. how shallow that was how shallow festival yeah. will be um i don't care about cosmetics really so for me this is a whatever i i do hope that it's streamlined the way that uh this flamekeeper stuff was because and you could hammer it out real quick if you were even mm. a little bit efficient about it that's true that was the one thing but there were so many other things about it that he changed for no reason in my yeah. opinion that I was just kind of like, you streamlined it, restricted some parts, like large parts of it, I should say. And then it's kind of like, but what's the point of running it? And then they're like, oh, for the armor, right? Because you could focus armor. And that's cool for people that either can't really do Master Dungeons or whatever. Like, that's that's great. I love that for people that don't have many opportunity to grind armor or high-level armor. But for people like us that are more like, I want to play this event because this mm-hmm. event used to be fun... Same with Festival of the Lost. It's kind of just yeah. frustrating. You're like feeling like things are just not okay. Like things are just missing. So anyway. Yeah. So am I hearing C out of people? Easily a C could be down say, to a D. I would say easily a C. a C. I like I don't mm. think it's as egregious as the double special. No, 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 no. No, it's not. But it's, it's a good C. Yeah. Um, all right. Then I'm going to toss that there. The next one. So we're getting a huge hand cannon buff in PVE. Like tremendous. I think what was it? It's a. What are the numbers for it? I want to say it's like 97% against red bars. 
substantial. I it was like 75. Or yeah, that I'm, might be majors. Yeah, I want to say it's 75 uh, against orange bars, like nine, like 60 against ultras or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know necessarily about the that ultra speak, but like I know it's hefty against red bar enemies. Um, I think that that's a solid change. Like I'm ex- so excited about that. I would put that at this. <laughs> I think <laughs> when it, when it comes to boosting. That's it's not it quite S for yeah. me. Yeah, I've I've got it in an A as well. Like okay. I, I do love using hand cannons in PVE and it, like if if they do the kind of damage that I think that they're gonna be doing, like in, in like the bulk of the content, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I mean I barely use hand cannons at all at this point. So them having like a nice hefty buff like this mm-hmm. really brings it back into like play. And especially if they pair it next season with um, being a champion breaker. Yeah, I think that would really bring it back into play. I'm just I'm looking at it as like so explosive payload and timed payload on those weapons. Oh, God. One one of my all time (laughs) favorites, like forehand cannon, specifically Mm -hmm. when it comes to breaking like anti barrier overload, like when it comes to breaking champions. That's what I look for. And so seeing that buff, my eyes immediately lit up and I started salivating. And maybe you can still hear that in my voice now. Just like you can, <laughs> I got a, a little bit. Um, but it was easily <laughs> my my first the first one that I was like, that's the best one on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rev's reaction on Twitter just about summed it up. Yeah. Um. All right, so you guys, you guys said A for it, Seth. It was an A for me too. A for you too. Quite an S. Heard, but it's an A because I, like everybody else, I've fallen out of using hand cannon. I used to, dude. The first year of Destiny Two, mm-hmm. Better Devils was the only thing I would use. I'm kind of sad it never brought it brought it back. By the way, but that's a whole other point. Yes, there are other like versions of it, but it's not the same. Um, but since i want to say like one or two years i haven't really used hand guns because they just haven't been that good it, it was that shadow keep uh change that kind of right yeah yeah exactly and then ever since then yeah. i just stopped using them and i still love them like kindle orchid oh my god bring that yeah, they, they back, feel please. great to shoot exactly but, but they're like not when, yeah when they're not putting they're stuff not down straight. Also, when they made the changes to like the 140s, 150s, and everything, that mm-hmm. also made like such a huge change that to mm-hmm. me, I kind of stopped using them. I'm hoping that this new change brings them back in my rotation, but we'll see. I'm looking at Lumina. I'm looking at Crimson. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Last Word. I'm look, like, like, there's, there's a lot of Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. I mean, yeah. no I matter what, but if it's. If it's putting st- like my my envision because I I did listen to um the PVE uh, Destiny Massive Breakdowns yeah. today where they were interviewing Mercules and he yeah. talked about this specifically that they they balance like damage around like the bulk of activities so mm-hmm. think like the base level Nightfall difficulty um, rather than basing it on GM so like you're not going to be one tapping red bars and GMs but you, if you're you running a be. Yeah, you shouldn't be. I agree. No. no. So mm-hmm. like, if you're one, but if you're one tapping them in like the base level nightfall with an ace of spades, that feels good. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Now you kind of feel like, oh yeah, I am a badass. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> just Kid Rock starts playing immediately after getting that headshot. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, I hear I hear you guys. I'm gonna put it at an A. Yes. Sorry, Dan. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, again, it always depends on how much it changes everybody's gameplay. But I think A is good. Strong contender to S, but overall, I still yeah. think it's more a, a. a plus. Yeah. I think yeah. I think when it one. launches. Everybody's gonna be like, oh, man, that should have been an S. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. If I have regrets about this list, then my month is going very well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So changes to hunter exotics. We just got those in the dev uh, blog from today. Uh, so we see. I'm I'm grouping these all together. Um. And we'll just take them as like a lump sum and we'll we'll go from that. So Knucklehead That's Radar, good. the functionality of the Faux Tracer exotic helmet has been completely removed from that exotic and added to Knucklehead Radar on top of its existing benefits. We have Faux Tracer. They took some cues from the popular monochromatic maestro artifact perk for this one. When you deal damage with one of your abilities, you gain a damage bonus with weapons that have damage types matching your subclass damage type. Additionally, when you defeat an enemy you've damaged with one of your abilities, either with one an, another ability or with a weapon with a damage type matching your subclass type, you will spawn one of the collectible objects associated with your subclass, such as ionic traces or fire sprites. For Lucky Raspberry, this exotic has a little was a little too reliable and it's unreliable in its current form. Uh, so we're taking a crack at streamlining its energy gains while leaving some of its benefits intact. The exotic still expands. The chaining capabilities of arc bolt grenades, but now instead of basing the grenade energy gains on those change each each time, each time you damage an enemy with the lightning strikes from the jolted from the jolted condition, as well as each time you pick up an ionic trace, you gain additional grenade energy. We've also given this grenade the intrinsic ability to stun overload champions. Now you don't have to jolt them and then trigger the jolt lightning strikes just to stun them, making these grenades a more reliable tool against overload champions. And then finally, renewal grasps. They've undone the previous nerf to dusk field grenades uh, cooldowns when using this exotic. Does that mean that we will see much more of it in PvP? Probably. Well, does it change the dusk field grenade stuff? Because dusk field grenade itself has been nerfed. So yeah, I think the, the grenade is nerfed into the ground, so they don't need the um Yeah, in, in PvP especially. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the effectiveness of the grenade was reduced. So that that, that last change in particular was a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So where did you guys put this? Dunes, I know you were talking earlier in the Discord server. Oh, uh, th- this is a totally unbiased S for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, unbiased? I, I, well, I'm a hunter main. <laughs> so biased. Yeah. He's biased. It's a little biased. <laughs> it's a little biased. Totally biased. Uh, I I think, like by bias aside, I think that these changes are so smart. Um, combining bow tracer and knucklehead is a great move because it turns knucklehead into possibly an amazing neutral exotic in PvP. Um, and then giving bow tracer that that functionality you basically have a new neutral game pve exotic um and then the change for lucky raspberry as malik says in chat will be cuckoo bananas and i agree with that assessment that's that's going to be awesome uh, just a an, another way to easily deal with overloads and 
the renewal grasps, I will instantly be making a new stasis build with those guys because that was a ton of fun back in the day to chuck mm-hmm. those grenades all over the place and have that damage resist from it. Um, I think I think that kind of build um, will go up right against the best um, strand builds after we talk about those nurse as well. I'm totally okay with that moving down from S. That, I, I understand that's ridiculous. And that's just me, but I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what I say. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a hunter main, but they mm-hmm. overall, as a non-hunter main, uh, they sound pretty good. So I'm good with an A with that one. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I put it in A too. I completely agree with that. I think the combination of the knucklehead and the uh, foe tracer makes it like a much more viable option. Mm-hmm. than what it was before when they were split i would didn't even look at it before yeah mm-hmm. like you, it's just it's why would you <laughs> sitting there in your wall, like if even if so i think that it definitely brings them up to the table for like you said the mutual ground of just like a, you can throw it on any thing really mm-hmm. uh, as a mandatory hunter i had it at an a <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm good with an a here yeah. I th- I felt that those changes were cool. Um, start taking notes, Jaden, on what uh, Dunes has to say in, in the Discord server. <laughs> I think uh, I think you'll be okay. Um, you mean I just can't keep? Um, I can't keep. Uh, oh my god, the boots, Orpheus on all the time. No, not all the time. No? There's there's. Different I mean, options. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna load out. Please, you. But listen, baby bird, I'll hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> guys 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 the hand cannon buff for malfeasance that's gonna be nuts it's gonna be absolutely nuts Ooh, yeah oh right i think that moves think it up that. to an s for like i think that moves it up to an s <laughs> no 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 fi- all right fine nice try though <laughs> i'm gonna try again uh liminarch yeah. Hold on, hold on, Dan. Yes. That, the thing is, is that Lucky Pants was already buffed. Yeah, I know, but like, but but like <laughs> malfeasance though. Yeah, but that's the hand cannon buff. It's gonna be nuts. Oh, I can't. Anyways, uh, Liminarch catches a nerf. Seth, you had you had that more readily available than I did, I did last time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me yeah, find yeah. it again. Oh, here's the change to uh, Liminarch. So it says. The damage profile will change to my to match a lightweight bow since it's its archetype. The poison damage time will be cut in half against players. Mm-hmm. Very specific on PvP. So from three seconds to one point five seconds. Draw mm-hmm. time will be decreased to match a closer to a lightweight bow, which is its archetype, as mm-hmm. we said. And PVE damage will not change, so the DPS will increase in PVE. Supposedly. So those are the change. Yeah, but but I mean, like, if you're able to, if the draw time is sh- shorter, wouldn't the DPS go up? Is that no? Because the poison goes down. Yeah, heard. Well, the poison goes the down against PvP. PvP. Yeah. So the but that's why that's why the the DPS increases in PVE because the draw time is shorter. Hmm. So, so those those are the changes. Yeah. Where'd you guys put this one? It's a B for me. I don't care yeah. about it being nerfed in PvP, and I love that weapon, and I think it being firing faster in PvE is going to be great. I I had it at an A because it helps PvP, and it doesn't hurt. It buffs PvE. 
I'm fine with an A. B is fine too, but I yeah. I think <laughs> it's more close. Like it's closer to an A because, like Jaden said, it's it doesn't change anything in PVE. It actually, slightly makes it better in PVE, mm-hmm. but it does make it less of a pure annoyance that it can be in PVP. I've played against good players of Monarch in PVP and. Oh God, is it not fun? So mm-hmm. for me, it's more of an A than a B. Okay, I'm good with an A here. Yeah, on that front. Yeah. Um, in season 22, we are getting a new map. That was that was part of the bittersweet uh, revelation from the state of the game. Um, we are getting one new map here. With uh, Multiplex. For our newest PvP battlefield, we wanted to create an asymmetrical map using a Vex environment as backdrop of what would work well for multiple game modes. With the Vex network playing much, such a critical role or crucial role in the story during Lightfall, Lightfall's year, we wanted uh, or we felt now was the perfect time to deliver this map. Although many of us have been thinking about a lo fi Vex map. For the Crucible, the challenge of this palette was the possible lack of player orientation in the play space. We thought bringing the Mars palette into the Vex network realm would be a great way to mitigate this while adding an evocative look. Narratively, this space is in the middle of compiling the Infinite Forest, so this is what you'll see in action. Watch for footage uh, of the new map in the showcase. This is kind of like butted up against like, hey, guys, if we keep making new PvP maps, then we can't keep making new PvE experiences. Um, So what, like... I'm going to go last because I have a lot to say. Gotcha. (laughs) I'll rip off the bandit again. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. It's bittersweet. I had this at a B because yay new map, but again, on that flip side, it took so long. It yeah. means that we're probably not getting, you know, a new map anytime soon. Yeah. But again, I don't I don't care about PvP. So I think whatever. we're getting a reprise <laughs> map. It's the Dreaming City map, right? For yes, yeah, we that's are. coming back. Yeah. yeah. But that's not coming back this season. It's like this is the only one for season twenty two. Um, I'm basically good with this wherever. I I had it in an A because I'm trying to separate what was said in State of the Game from what will actually happen in the game. Like, yeah. you're you're Jane. You're not wrong. It is bittersweet knowing what I know from the State of the Game, but conversely, it is a new map. Mm-hmm. It could be awesome. So, um, you know. Uh, I have my qualms with PVP, but if that new map and some of the other changes get me back into it, then I see that as only a good thing. I'm fair to be. I mean, mm-hmm. just based on the last time we got a new map, uh, the one in the throne. World, yeah, that one got a lot of criticism just for, you know, yeah, just for being yeah, like the same on. It was freaking huge. <laughs> Such a long map. Such a they, long map. They definitely built it with the idea of I think that's when Rift, Rift came back, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just so that you had like long like stretches that you had to get it across. And I feel that it very much uh like doesn't like how would I articulate this? Like it doesn't the, flow. Yeah, yeah. That like you can be uh, pretty much every match on that map goes to time rather than right. you're, you're being spend like spend more a, time chasing people around. 
So it, it's good on with Rift that only. track record of that being a year and a half ago. Um, like we'll see what they do with this map and if they are building it for what new modes are coming too. Mm-hmm. So like it could play really well, it could play really poorly. So like we'll see what happens. So I have it at a B, but like who knows what it'll be like because we don't know we don't yeah. have it in our hands yet. I have it at probably a B, but here's like my I agree with everything that was said here. Mm. My biggest thing though that I haven't heard anybody kind of talk about is this is the this is the Vex network map, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we've all played, I mean everybody here has played Splicer. We've yeah. all played like the new whatever thing on Neomuna, the weekly mission thingy, whatever. Mm-hmm. My thing right now that I'm afraid of is the lighting in that map. Okay. Because if you like if you've noticed, if you play a little bit of PvP, just very even bare minimum, mm-hmm. with the changes they made in with the engine, it also changed the lighting and how the light interacts and so on and so forth. And some maps in PvP are now extremely difficult to play in certain angles simply because the light is too strong. You have very limited, if not zero, visibility. And I am afraid of the Vex map, especially with the, the light little tiny image that we have of it it seems to be extremely bright in some areas and also kind of not as bright in other areas so for me it's going to be like okay yeah how is the layout does it play well yes but how are you dealing with the lighting because it is Mm -hmm. an issue in other maps even this junction if you go underneath the middle point and you go out like they're it's it's jarring yeah and like this is something they haven't talked about at all, but it's an issue in PvP right now that a lot of PvP mains talk about, and this is one of my biggest concerns about this map. So it's a B for me because, again, we don't know if we're ever going to get another map after this other than yeah. reprise, like reprised maps. Mm-hmm. It's, it, take, it took way too long for them to even make another map. Disjunction mm-hmm. was created like... Like mentioned, it was more created for Rift. It plays better for Rift, but it's still not a great map. It's a mm-hmm. cool-looking map. Amazing. Like, visually, mm-hmm. beautiful. It plays awful. <laughs> so, I have all of these concerns behind this new map also. So, for me, it's a B at best. Maybe maybe yeah. this is a good transition to also get into this as well. That we're getting a couple new game modes. Like with checkmate yeah, and can do that. Yeah, checkmate sure. and relic with checkmate, uh, Bungie will be reducing the damage of your abilities in the primary weapon, and you can obtain special ammo while engaging in combat without being lost upon death. Uh, for relic, uh, which is more much more like in the vein of like a team scorched or like a mayhem mode, uh, relic um, is a more fun mode where you'll fight with an Aegis, the synaptic spear, and the scythe relics. Uh, charging them by defeating opponents and relic bearers, basically using them as your super. Um, my one v one relics only. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be dope. But like, I I wonder almost if if that map comes out and it's tuned for those game modes that they've they're talking about introducing. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's exactly what I said. Like, I feel like with the past map being tuned for rift it wouldn't surprise me that this new map is tuned for one of these two modes yeah and Uh, i will echo like what a lot of the pvp mains have said about these two game modes mm -hmm. 
you're creating two quote unquote party modes, they they much more feel like party modes than like quote unquote serious PvP. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, it's cool to have variety. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like that. It's great. It's a great thing to do. But at the same time, you're not fixing the current issues with PvP as a whole, and you're not fixing any issues with like the serious side of PvP. So like you're spending your resources on creating game like party game modes that are going to be played a little bit for sure, mm-hmm. um, but are not going to sustain Crucible as a whole. So you're spending your resources on that instead of spending spending your resources on it, fixing the foundation of PvP. It's it's lipstick on a pig, you know. Yeah, it's a facelift, but 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 you know you're absolutely right. It doesn't solve PvP. It, it's not even trying to help it, right? As in, like, it's a Band-Aid on a cracked foundation trying to, like, make it look like, hey, look, we're giving you new modes. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, again, party modes. And that's great for, like, yeah. more casual I mean, players. Or personally, I'm, I'm looking forward to Relic. I think I think I, Relic I mean, will be a super fun mode to play. And I'm like, looking yes. forward to both. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, that checkmate right. mode is actually, like, what I've always wanted PvP to be, but I know that I'm an outlier in that respect. But like, we're all not PvP mains, right? R- right. No. Like, I've I hang out and I've talked and I've I've played with PvP mains, mm-hmm. and I kind of like the more I played with them and the more I talked to them, the more I kind of understood their mindset and tried to like, okay, now I see your perspective and I understand why you're frustrated and like so on and so forth. And I can't speak for them. But mm-hmm. I can relay some of the message that I get, and like the biggest thing again is just like you're fi- you're not fixing anything. You're putting a band aid, or like you're covering up the issues instead of trying to work on that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great because it might bring some casual players into PvP momentarily, right? Right. So it's kind of temporary, it's a temporary fix or temporary whatever for a much bigger situation and a much bigger problem. And I would, as a non PVP player, I would rather they spend the resources in trying to fix the issues with PVP as much as possible than doing this. But that's just me. Yeah. A lot of the sentiment that I saw was not, not so much lipstick on a pig, but more so too little, too late. Mm -hmm. Also very true. I agree with that. Like, thanks, but we've been saying we want new maps for two years. Yeah. Or yeah. however long it's been, you know. Including Longer. including yeah. after, like, a, a quote-unquote renewed focus on PvP. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the other issue, right? Yeah. So, like, it's like people have been asking for maps. They've I've been asking for, like, like the matchmaking issues. We're not going to get into that. But, like, this is another thing that's been, like, a heavy demand or a heavy request. And you're telling people, oh, yeah, like we were supposed to be working on PvP. Here's what we've been doing. Okay, you've worked mm-hmm. on new game modes. You've worked on party on fun side of it, but you haven't done anything for the hardcore, like core of the PvP playlist. And yeah. you're just kind of it. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It feels disingenuous to me. Mm. All right. So for new maps, I'm cool with it being a B. Yeah. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Sure. If you guys are. Um, when it comes to new modes, where did you guys have those? Mine is very low. It's a C at best. Yeah. Simply because it's 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 not nothing, but it shouldn't have been the thing that they worked on. They should have worked on PvP mm. itself instead of those new modes. Yeah. So it's a bittersweet thing. 
I'm hoping they're great. I'm hoping they're fun. But at the end of the day, it's not really helping PvP overall. It's just right. a distraction. I've got that higher. I've got that at an A. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, that the, the what's it called? Checkmate. Again, that's the mm -hmm. very personal thing for me. That sounds like the destiny that I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have it that high. And also that relic mode sounds like a more silly version of Scorched. It sounds really like, silly. And that, I like farting yeah. around in yeah. Scorched. Mm -hmm. I had it at a B, you know, for, for similar reasons. Like, it's mm -hmm. great, you know, that we've got lab shenanigans. But ultimately, you know, it, it's not it's not moving the needle on PvP yeah. much. It's not pushing the ball down the field. Yeah. I'm fine with a B. Yeah. I'm, I'm more That's than okay with a B. Yeah. I think it's a good middle ground here. Yeah, I think B is a good middle ground. All right. Moving it to B. That feels so weird that the two that two of the like PvP centered ones are at are at B. <laughs> like, <laughs> are at are at B on a on a podcast with a bunch of PvE players. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, the next one up, uh, we have mod changes, uh, and that includes. I brought this up. I brought this up. I brought this up. Hold on. Where is it? Yeah. Uh, changes to weapon perks, including uh, buffs to bipod, envious assassin, and under over. I have this at an A. I like it when they mess with mods mm -hmm. and especially when they bring them up. Um, I have actually been running a Apex uh, rocket launcher with reconstruction and bipod mm -hmm. and having four rockets in the tube ready to go is so much fun so it getting better is icing on the cake for me like looking at under over here so like increases damage against shielded targets 10 percent elemental and barrier champions 34 percent for pve combatant overshields like lucent moths and uh shadow legion tech pack shields then 20 percent against enemy player overshields um I, I whenever I see under over I never use it. Whenever I see bipod, I'd never really touch touch the thing either. Um I sharded so many of these weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're not prepared for when they come into the limelight is what you're saying. What I'm saying is I'm happy that Apex Predator's craftable and things like that, but um <laughs> Like, it's great to have, you know, all these new perks to chase, but ultimately, like, doesn't invalidate a lot of the old stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's good, but it's, you know, unless I hear something is earth shattering, you know, it's yay. Yeah. So where'd you guys, the, the GP, where'd you put this? Um, I had it at B. I mean, I again like a lot of those things i didn't really hold on to so mm -hmm. like i'll have to be getting new roles of that kind of stuff but some of the changes sound like they'll be pretty useful so it's always good to see buffs for things that are underused yeah um i'm i'm cool with the b here yeah yeah works nobody's nobody's fighting anything <laughs> i was like man maybe 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 people will be I see, but I feel like I like this group. Like we haven't group. really gotten to the meat yet. We haven't. Cool. Yeah, we haven't. There's, yeah. there's, there's some stuff on here. The next one. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> the exotic mission rotator. Um, 
is being introduced, and we'll have Presage uh, joining in to that. Uh, what else will be? Hawkmoon. Well, we'll be getting that Avenger, that yet. mission eventually, yeah. but we won't be getting that quite yet. I'm looking here because I think they said in the state of the game. Yeah. I, so, so I'm conf- I'm actually conflicted on this one because it's great to have them back, but mm-hmm. that they're not all coming at once. Like I want I want to go play, and the fact that they're rotating, you know, it's I want to go be able to do them all. Yeah. That, yeah, the rotator. I am mm-hmm. tired of that. I want that thing out. Yeah, especially since we're getting more and more and more and more added to these rota- rotators. Like just talking about like the raids that's coming up. Anyway, I don't know if if this is added to it, but anyway, like Ron is getting added to the rotator. That yeah. means seven raids for a twelve week season. Mm-hmm. Meaning one of the raids is supposedly not going to be more than once. I hate it. Stop mm-hmm. it. Maybe keep the last two raids in like a rotation of every like every week. Like let's yeah. say Ron and uh what was it, King's Fall is the one before that? Yeah. Um let's say look, let's keep these two on a rotator. That would be okay, but then every other raid is just always available. Like stop making people feel like they have to have a stupid calendar just to keep track of when they'll be able to yeah. complete challenges in the game. Challengers, mind you, that have been there for a long time. Why mm-hmm. are you gatekeeping people from fin- like finishing seals and titles and whatnot when mm-hmm. it's been like over a year that this content has been out? Gotcha. So like, yeah, keep the last two. Sure, whatever. If you really feel like you need to, whatever. But at least make everything else available. And it's going to be the same thing with these exotic missions. Are they going to be in their own rotator? Or are they going to be, like, with the dungeons? Right. Because if they're with the dungeon, then it's, again, more dungeons and so on and so forth. And I, I just, I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Just make them available. I could see... I, oh, go ahead. I, I have this pretty low. Um, yeah. And maybe it's Maybe it's the selfish part of me, but... I, outside of getting the craftable version of DMT, which I'm guessing is going to be the main draw to run this, yeah. I don't really have a reason mm. to run it. Don't get me wrong, I love Presage, and mm. I'll probably run it here and there for funsies and to get those patterns, if that is if that is in fact how you get the pattern. Yeah. Um, but I think that I would rank it higher if there was just a little bit more incentive, like if it was... If there was some kind of weekly challenge that said run the exotic mission rotator and mm-hmm. you get a doodad, or you, if, like if whatever that alloy, doodad might alloys. be, alloys, yeah, that's a great yeah. Ooh, alloys, yeah. that right, something, like, something nice. like that. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe maybe they will. They haven't really spoken yeah. to yeah. rewards from yeah. this. Yeah, because um, like I said before, like it was for veteran players. This is literally just like we've done this stuff before. Mm-hmm. Right. While it's yeah. nice to have them back, what? purpose do we have for running it other yeah. than maybe if you want like a, a random rolled dmt but you can craft it anyway so what's the point and so it's like yeah the, the pessimistic so part of me new people thinks like why did it come out of the game in the first place yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I, I really want to go run run whisper again you know because like um, the, the nostalgia there is so high yeah um but again like i originally had this at s but like reality was setting in and it's rapidly yeah. falling. 
I th- for me as a veteran player, I think that this is a C. I think this is another one of those where like if you're a newer player to the game, yeah. it is it is easily an A. Yeah. Or or an S. Mm-hmm. Because like yeah. these things, if if you're just coming in with Lightfall, easily way higher up on the on right. on the queue. But and and the exotic missions and the dungeons are arguably some of the best content mm-hmm. in the game. They're yeah. pretty good, one hundred percent. Yeah. So it's great to see that come back. Yeah. But again, it's on a rotator. Is it like because the yeah. dungeons are on a rotator when it comes to like the type of um when it comes to master and and pinnacle. Yeah, pinnacles and like the, the rewards you get out mm-hmm. of it, but they're technically always available. You want to go run and, it, you can right. run it, right? And whether it's farmable or not yeah. is where the rotator. Exactly, right? I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's but, why I, I think that we're starting to steer more toward like an age of triumph. Is that yeah. it, like eventually yeah. I don't know if we'll see rotators at like I'm, at all. I'm, I want it I want it out because like Yeah. Are are these like are the, the exotic missions gonna be just a rotator? Meaning are they going to be just available what the week that they're available or are they also going to be available all the time, but they won't give you as much rewards. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if they're not available unless they're in rotation, then it kind of sucks. Again, yeah. it's gatekeeping content and it's, I, I hate it. I'm tired of gatekeeping anything yeah. in this game. So let's see how it pans out. But yeah, this is a real middle of the road. It could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. 100 percent i i i think this is fine at c yeah agreed sure yeah. um uh, we'll fox do, has a question so we'll do one more and then i'll then when gray fox can like we'll have gray fox call in if that's cool that um so the iron banner split um we learned from the state of the game earlier. So with pinnacle rewards not being as big of a draw as they once were season over season, which also kind of points to why I think that they're, they'll do away with a rotator. Um, uh, since season of the deep began, we felt it was time to split the pinnacle acquisition and reputation multipliers. We added back in season of the haunted. So starting in season 22, iron banner will not have two different stacking challenges per day. One for players who just want their reputation multiplier, which does not require using specific seasonal subclasses, and one for players who are going after the pinnacle rewards, which does not require using seasonal subclasses. It's a good change, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion. It's a, to me, at minimum, a B could argue it to an A. Yeah. I just, I think that my feelings toward Iron Banners kind of just taints the whole thing is not amazing because iron banner is just not as good anymore in my opinion Mm -hmm. i used to live in that playlist whenever it come out i used to do my seven bounties a week when it came out back (laughs) in the day for those that remember right yeah i used to do the quests even though i would rage every time the quest was around (laughs) because it was a stupid quest but i would 25 kills with a rocket launcher or whatever that one don't get me started on (laughs) that but like all of these things right but i would still be in that playlist doing these stupid steps over and over again on all three characters right yeah and i would just do it and i would still enjoy like the game the game mode i would enjoy playing with friends six stacking just stomping people or getting stomped it didn't (laughs) matter to me it was like it's an either or but the games are short they're sweet they're fun and then you had a bad game it's fine play the next game you're gonna have a better one and it was fun it was a 
it was a party game mode, but in, in the best of ways. It was like a, a party with friends type Quasi of week. Serious, and it was serious, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was mm-hmm. not serious. It was just fun and engaging. And then they decided to just strip everything that made it fun and then make it this quote-unquote serious game mode when it should never have been that. And now they're like, oh, yeah, we're we're going to make those changes. And it's cool. It's nice to not have to feel like you have to play specific subclasses or a specific way or whatever if you don't want to that's great love that but it's kind of again a little too late a little too late Mm -hmm. you've already stripped iron banner from the fun it used to have so you're just making it more bearable right so yeah i i think i agree with that assessment i had it at a b like it's a good change but i don't know if it necessarily moves the needle on iron banner for me i kind of like this this season in particular that the the process of gilding it really like got to yeah. me. Oh, I agree. Uh, like to the point where I went in and deleted all my PVP roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um like I I am susceptible to impulse actions and if if I suddenly have a change of heart and want to play Iron Banner, I will be very happy that I don't have to run a specific subclass. Yeah. To get those mm-hmm. uh those faction yeah. boosts. Um so. Matt does raise an interesting thing. He says you might still have to run those subclasses to get the gilded triumphs done. Uh that's a good point. But that's a choice. Yeah. Still yeah. at the end of the yeah, day, true. right? It's a choice of gilding or not gilding. Yeah. And like I'm I'm also the same. I gilded almost every season, especially if I just play, end up doing everything else, and I have, like, this one stupid triumph that I need to finish, then I'll do it. Right. But um, it's still technically a choice of, like, yes, I'm going in and I'm gilding it, whereas, like, now if you're, like, I just want to go in to play, rank up so that I can get engrams, get engrams to focus weapons, I technically don't have to do that. I'm cool with this being at a B. Yep. Yep. Gold. Bold choice, Cotton. All right. Uh, Gray Fox, I've invited you to speak, sir. Howdy. Hi. 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 Hello. Hello. Um, I know you're still going through your tier list, but with all the changes from the state of the game, twids and all that, you think right before a reveal is the best play for this? Um, I think so obviously they they keep track of sentiment and they probably have a historical tracker of, of sentiment as well and <laughs> probably yeah probably uh throwing this out two weeks three weeks three weeks before their big reveal is like the ideal time to do that to maintain hype train kind of rolling you know i, I They've agree also 100%. always done that yeah They've always ripped it, off some sort of weird Band-Aid. Yeah, and we, this, this feels like yeah. tearing off the Band-Aid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think... We'll, we'll for, our, our memories are so short. Oh, they are. The, the moment they what? announce a su- new subclass <laughs> or tell us what's going on in Final Shape, uh, you know, yeah, the, the Iron Banner split is going to... like No one's going to care. <laughs> Watch the YouTube mm-hmm. channels. The YouTube channels that like today are, are really doom and gloom couple weeks from now are going to be like guys this just changed the game and like <laughs> i i think that yeah but there's yeah. A, there's apathy that's starting to yeah. slowly creep in and that has never been 
that bad. Yeah, I need um, to watch that video like, that you sent me yeah. earlier. Yeah, you, exactly. You and yeah. like the thing is, before like the video says it, and it's 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 such a great point, and I love that point. Like, anger is good. Mm-hmm. You want anger, and that's Justin, I think Truman, that said that in a GDC presentation. Yeah, whereas like. Your player base being angry is good. It's okay because there is like two That's levels or feedback. there's two tiers. There's two tiers away from anger to passion, right? It's 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 a very similar like people say like, oh, the con like the 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 contrary to love is not hate, it's indifference, right? Yeah. And like anger and um love are not or hate and love are not that far off. They're like mm-hmm. two degrees of difference or something like that. So it's like if your player base is angry, it's fine. You can still make them passionate about something. You can still change her feeling towards something. But if you get apathy is when you've kind of lost a game. Because yeah. trying to get people to be passionate about something, once apathy has started to kind of settle in like the player base itself, it's extremely difficult to get them back. Mm-hmm. And now the difference between every other season, like we've had anger for... Years yeah. at this point. The mm-hmm. community has been angry for years. And we've felt it. We've all known it. We've tried to stay positive and just focus on the areas of the game that we still loved and still enjoyed. But now the apathy is slowly starting to creep in. Mm-hmm. And that is a slow. game changer. Well, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like some people yeah. are slowly realizing that, yeah, they're now starting to feel apathy. I'm starting to feel apathy towards this game. And to me, this is heartbreaking because mm-hmm. I love this game. But it's that's the for me, the difference is like anger is fine, passion is fine, but the apathy now they're they're fighting against that. Right. And that's gonna be the biggest thing that they're gonna have to kind of fight against. And the state of the game kind of was another nail in the coffin. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't know. The it's not the same as previous years. Yeah, things have changed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Any other questions there, bud? Oh no, that's that's mine's right now. I'll think of another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank All you so right. much, Gray Fox. I appreciate you, Later, brother. I'm going to move oh, you back into the audience now. All right. Um. So in in the spirit of time. I think uh, we should start knocking out some of these (laughs) uh, that I think are maybe a little bit easier uh, on, on the timeline. Uh, Let's, let's talk wish and requests. Where'd everybody have that? I'm so happy to get rid of that from my quest line. Like I had those stupid (laughs) things for years. Hey, that's an A. Yeah, I'm fine That's with it. That's an A. Fine with an A. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter, but it's just so nice to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of those that I think is really good for like new users. Like, exactly. Yeah, like, 100%. I said this with the other one. It's like it doesn't really benefit veteran players too much, other than like if you've had those things sitting in your quest log forever. Yeah. But like, if you never grabbed the quest to begin with because you knew it was a problem, I haven't had much issue with it. So. It was in a C for me because it's like I don't really care, but for new players, it's a great avenue for mm-hmm. it. So, seeing how exuberant uh, mod was for it, I'm tempted <laughs> to, to put it in an A or B category. Yeah, yeah B, I'm fine with either one of those. A is fine, fine, yeah. B, B is fine with me. B's, all right, all right. 
<laughs> we'll toss that there as well. Um, all right. When it comes to veil con- containment, will continue. Uh, we we got confirmation that veil contain the veil containment story. While we'll be getting, I think one more. Um, or I think we actually have that one. Uh, I just haven't gone through and listened to it yet. Uh, There's one more next week. One yeah, more next one week. More. Heard. Um, so while we'll have a majority of the recordings out this season, we've been told that in season 22 and season 23, we're going to have uh, veil containment continue um, into those. Uh, what What's everybody's thoughts on that? Where'd you guys have that? Love having this story in the game hate that it wasn't enlightful and that it's all over season that was mm. a bad decision it also wasn't explained to people that should have been like first and foremost explained that the story will be like yeah. seasonal also and that wasn't explained well to, maybe it was explained that yeah. but it wasn't explained well to get the quest no did it, you have it, it to wasn't. to get the quest did you have to own lightfall or did you have to own the seasons lightfall okay Mm-hmm. Lightfall, and you had to have done the exotic mission, I think. Yeah, probably. So it, I, I love that they're incorporating more of the lore and the narrative and the story and everything into mm. the game, where it's like more easily accessible than just oh, here's a lore book, go read it. Like, yes, it's cool. And then the there's references right now in that specific lore and that specific storyline to things that were in vanilla D two. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we now know what N Sun Twelve in freaking Inverted Spire is. Like we know that now, and it's great, and it's really cool to know this. But it's like, why would you not put that into into delightful campaign, or why would you not explain to people that, hey, we're literally making this a TV novella? Yeah, like the, the whole <laughs> the whole DLC is a TV novella. You're getting like a new season every season when it comes to like content, but you're also getting a new season of the, the series in your, in your season. So it's kind mm-hmm. of just, I don't know to me, that part makes it lower on the list simply because it wasn't explained. Well, it's like completely different than what it used to do. And it, I don't know. There, it just doesn't feel satisfying overall. And it should, because it's such a great storyline, but mm-hmm. it, the way it was presented wasn't great. So to yeah. me, that's... Great idea, terrible execution. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Warren, and yeah. Bungie's done a and, lot of those recently. Well, <laughs> and so, and I know when they talked about Veil Containment, they they spoke about that the feedback that they're getting from Veil Containment is going to, like, inform how they, per, like, show this off in the future as well. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think, personally, to me, it's an A. Like, any anytime yeah. you get this kind of, like information especially like it is giving us a lot of information of where they're kind of eyeing going into the future of of destiny of like the franchise overall um and just the implications of the lore itself i think have been like kind of earth shattering um when it comes i disagree with you just okay I think the execution weighs too much because we talked about yeah. this a little bit earlier too, right? Mm-hmm. You have to remember that it's on Neomuna. Yeah, you have true. to remember to go every week and you have to remember to look at the bottom left of the Neomuna map to go there. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, well, why? Uh, like, so B? B is great to me. I, I agree with that because I love mm-hmm. the fact that there's more lore story and everything. Yeah. And if it had been executed well, it would have been an easy A, even maybe an S. Yeah. But right yeah. now the execution just tanks the whole thing, and I'm like, okay, 
Yeah, I, th- I think I'm fine with the beat. Like, for me, the story and the lore in this game is, like, one of the biggest draws, mm-hmm. personally. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the lore and the story that they told this season through the Veil Containment was cool. Yes. But it's just an audio log, and this game is so visually impressive that standing in front of something that's visually impressive but static week after week listening to an audio log is a real bummer um my my hope is that they at least spice it up a little bit with like some like holographic type stuff like i'm I'm, in my imagination i'm thinking yeah like the holoprompter stuff or like like in the division when you would stumble across something they would have those oh yeah Dude, those were like, so cool. Those were yeah, so cool like, in that game. Yeah. Like that would be a really good way to tell this kind of story, something that yeah. happened way in the past, and just give us some kind of visual cue to go with what they're talking about. Because mm-hmm. like, like I yeah. envision Maya being kind of a lunatic, but like having her standing there in like a holographic form over an exo that she's, you know, reprogramming for the yeah. purposes of real tests. Like that has a little bit more weight to it. Fellwinter like, quest. Yeah, Fellwinter. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, that or was great. Neo Mo- yeah. yeah. Sorry. Or, or this is Neo Muna. Like, do the virtual reality. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Same. Same thing yeah. like that. But like, like the Fellwinter quest had like Rasputin kind of making these figures in his kind of like um, I don't know how to call it, but like the war mine cells, what they're made out of. He would make like all of the figures, and it was just like still images. But it was already more engaging, right, and I right. think something mm-hmm. similar yeah. to that. And Neomuna, you see all of the people that are not there already as holographs, right, yeah. or holograms, or whatever. You could do something similar, yeah, to that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good with it being a B. Yeah. I think that's Log it in. Yeah, log it in. Um, quality of life change. S. Stability. We're now <laughs> going to <the> cosmetic favoring. At S. long last, you'll be able to pit up to S. 100 fa- of your favorite shaders, ornaments, and emotes to the top of the list. Uh, I'm also going to throw in the, the trans mats will now be unlocked. That's an S. 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 Yes. No question. That feels, that feels weird that that's the only ago. S we have. Yeah. So far, yeah. But like so, that, that's... So- we're not even arguing about this. I will, I will concede it, but I will say that like I don't care about a lot of the cosmetic stuff so for me it was that's an the end game i thought friend game <laughs> no yeah, journey like killed it's, that it's more like yeah. it's it's a it's a quality of life overall and there's like a, lo- a lot of those little quality of lives other than just a shader and whatever yeah and any quality of life right now that are positive to me is just an s <laughs> i'm yeah. not even questioning it it's as straight up yeah that's fine fine by me yeah perfect all right. Um, I'm going to go into Trials Armor. We're getting a new Trials Armor set. Uh, this was from the state of the game uh, after they talked about armor set rewards. Um, so they said, we also have a new uh, armor set for Trials of Osiris releasing in just a few short weeks. Here's a preview of the Titan armor uh, from the set coming in season 22. It looks a little bit like a bear. You got some pauldrons that are all hairy and stuff. Um, so, what do you guys what do you guys think of the the trials armor coming? It it looks cool. I like new armor. I've got it at a B. Same. I don't play too much trials, and if I do, I'm literally just in there trying to 
get like a weapon roll or two and mm-hmm. like the armor set so that I can transmog it if it's something that I really like. So yeah, I, I played yeah. I played enough t- trials to like get those engrams to focus the like the yeah. legacy gear that I never got back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm willing to go back in there and fart around and get the armor set. Yeah, Air is fine with me. I'm, I'm I'm fine with either. Like put yeah. it at A because I, yeah. it's great. It's good. It's too like it's too little, too late again. Yeah. yeah, but at least it's something. Well, like it's one thing. One, like one a year, yeah. not even. Really? Yeah. And once you get yeah. it, you've got it. And then what? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's part of the too, reason it's... why they like. This was something that came up in the bonus episode that I did with like ATP, Epic Dan, and Scarrow. It's like so they're taking away the stuff from the ritual playlist because nobody's using it for transmog, but then like not putting an emphasis on that but like they have easily like every season at least three new armor sets for eververse in but, eververse yeah. yeah yeah so we could we could start renting about that could, so yeah we could litigate there. that all day um oh yeah i'm gonna toss i'm gonna toss it in a because hey that's a win for pvp man <laughs> Yeah, like, there you yeah, go. You know what? Yeah, there you, you go. know what? They needed one, and there it is. Uh, so, uh, we also found out more uh, about the security uh, that is coming this year. So they've they've done a bunch of legal efforts lately, um, in order to push uh, for a more stable game. Um, let's see here. Where's the? I'm looking here for the. Yeah, so they've gone after a lot of the the cheap yeah. programs. Um, they've also done a couple of um, couple of them about like the server tick rate stuff, mm-hmm. as far as like getting everything resynced and uh, that that stability that's been hitting us since um, uh, Christmas time. Yeah, um, I think a lot of those are going to hit this season. Some of them might not hit till. Um, a new DLC, but I, stability stuff is a an A to an S for me. It's an S in ideation. It's gonna be a remains to be seen in execution. Mm. Yeah, that, that that's but why I'm I an, had it at an A. Yeah, for, I, I'll put it as an S technically because anything that can make the servers more stable, anything that can help with connection, anything that can make the game more stable in general, anything yeah. that can remove cheaters, I'm all for it. So to me, it's an S technically, but it still hinges on whether or not it's implemented correctly. So, but I've I'm, I'm, I'm an, all for it. I've got it in an A just because it's not exciting. Like, <laughs> like. It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like it's I, not I sexy. Improve. Yeah, it's, like yeah. improved stability. The game functions better. Less cheaters. Awesome. But like, I'm not pumped for it. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, the, but, the, but, the yeah, thing but, that I'm paying yeah. for works. Cool. Yeah. The the thing <laughs> yeah, that I'm but, seeing but, them being very excited about, like that I'm seeing folks be excited about, is the chaos testing side. Like when that eventually comes around. Sure. Um. I put yeah. it as an S just because it's a win overall. I'm fine with it being one of our S's. Yeah. We also have very few S's. We have maybe we need yeah. to pat it very a very few S's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. S well, for stability. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's good enough for me. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Next Stasis up should be. Um, yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. Um, looking through here. I'm so happy that I'm going to be able to buy all those fragments and yes. stuff that I never did. That that part is a one hundred percent an S. <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> just that part. Yeah, you won't have to go through all of the all of the rigmarole of the Beyond Light campaign yeah. <laughs> in order to it get everything. It wasn't even for people who like didn't want to grind it out or just are yeah. like new to the game. And yeah, they... I, I just didn't want to grind it. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Grab is that the, the only change to stasis? And then you were done. <laughs> um, base, well, any any nerf, I, I guess, like stasis also gains because Strand is getting nerfed. You know, mm-hmm. like mm. Strand was better stasis when it came to like suspending sure. things and everything. Plus those those changes to the exotics. I think yeah. for all three classes, there were stasis relevant changes in there that. Like the renewal grasp thing is a huge deal for a couple mm-hmm. of hunters, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. And then I think the Titans got that. We'll talk about it, but the shoulder, uh, the arms, mm-hmm. ice fall, yeah, yeah, the ice and, fall and mantle. Winter's Winter's guy for the warlock, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm good with putting that at an S. Yeah, that's I'm, fine I'm, with me. Yeah, just for no, the fragments. No, yeah. Not as much of a big deal for me personally because I really enjoyed Beyond Light, so I did end up grinding all that stuff out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could I can see why that's that's important to people. Yeah, I just did it because it was like another tool in the kit. Like, why why would I yeah. like hinder myself? Right. When trying to help people, or you know, exactly. Uh, I think we'll touch a little bit on we we have like vague hands in the air buffs for touch of malice uh coming some sometime next season b or a for me whichever i don't mind either yeah yeah it's it's an underused weapon it could be good Mm. it right now isn't i think it's a great thing that they're trying to buff it make it better so at least a b i'm also good for an a i i i go b on that one yeah okay I want to. I, I, I. If I. If we knew exactly what the buffs were, yeah. they might bump it up for me. Yeah. But like, yeah. Okay. It'll be better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the promise of being better. Um, <laughs> all right. So Strand. I mean, like we got. We saw a whole bunch of changes uh, coming to Strand in today's yeah. uh, blog post. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'll, just, I'll. I'll just hit some of the things because there was a lot. Um, suspend is currently a skeleton key. So suspend, they'll be reducing the base suspend duration versus non-champion PVE combatants from eight seconds to five seconds. Uh, threat of continuity now extends this duration to seven seconds down from, down from 12, uh, reduced base suspend duration versus champion combatants from eight seconds to three seconds. So four seconds with threat of continuity and increased snap damage, uh, dealt to suspend, uh, boss combatants by 67%. Uh, threat of mind reduced class energy gain based on the tier of the defeated uh, target. So fifteen and to ten, 
uh, or ten percent for um, minor combatants, fifteen percent for majors, and twenty-five for bosses, champions, and mini bosses. Uh, third of generation, they reduce the overall energy gain per damage event against PVE enemies by about twenty percent. They rebalance the energy gain. There's just a lot. There's a lot. Uh, threadlings. A lot. Threadlings did get an increased damage versus PVE combatants by 30%. Tangles reduced the tangle creation cooldown time from 15 seconds to 12, and sever PVE combatants uh, affected by sever now have their outgoing damage reduced by 40% versus 30. Um, we also have new aspects coming uh, next season as well. Um, where did you guys put... I mean, there's a lot of changes that I didn't even talk about on here. Um, where did you guys put all those... In, so your, I, in your list. I put this pretty high for... I, I put it in an A. Um, for the main reason that, like, yeah, suspend getting nerfed sucks. Yeah. But we all knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And it, it has two knock-on eth- effects that I think are really healthy for the game. One, it makes stasis relevant again. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is great, because, like, having an entire subclass that was basically useless compared to Strand stunk. Yeah. But then B, the other changes that revolve around the other parts of Strand make Strand more exciting to play around with. Um, Like, like the buff to Sever, the buff to Mm -hmm. the Tangles. So it's not like the default choice won't always be the thing that does suspend. And then... And by that same point, it also doesn't sound like suspend is getting hit that hard. It will still be very useful. It just won't be absurd. Like five seconds from eight. If you can't kill a champion in five seconds, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's an eternity in a GM as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I still think it's going to be amazing. And it, it, the changes I think are just healthier for the game overall. I had it at a C. I think the suspend nerfs are a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably about like one second on on each of them, and I know that's not a lot, but it feels like it's underwhelming compared to stasis now, and mm-hmm. I'd like them to at least be on parity. But again, I, I'll totally okay with seeing how it is. I, I think the big difference between strand and stasis for me is still going to be the instantaneousness of strand versus stasis where like stasis, there's not a lot of on demand instantly. That thing is crowd controlled. Like, like even like the best crowd control thing that I can think of on stasis is the warlock turret thingy. I don't know what it's called. Or the melee. Yeah. But the bleak watcher, you throw it's the, it's the, like one of the best things in a GM, but you throw it out there and it still takes a little bit to warm up and do its thing or cool down. If you want to look at it that way. And actually freeze things. Whereas strand, you just, I mean, on a hunter, if you want to run four things that can suspend, those are on tap instantaneous suspend actions. So I think that's where the differentiation is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe the duration won't play as much of a, a part. To me, I think they went maybe a little bit too hard on some of this. Maybe it's also selfish mm-hmm. on my part because I was running saber and throwing grenade. <laughs> right, it, it was real and, fun. In oh saber. yeah, it was so yeah, right? stupid like, GMs this season. Like it was I the was, only thing I wore. Mm-hmm. I was running my warlock with the grenade, and then I had a titan with the the barricade. And it was just like everything was just always in the air. But like I, 
I guess we'll see how much of a difference it makes. Again, it might be fine and it might be okay. And it, it might also help Stasis kind of come back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just wish that Stasis and Strand would work together better. Because from what I understand, if you suspend something and then you freeze them, it oh it negates cuts the suspend. Yeah, yeah, right. And I yeah. wish that wasn't a thing, right? Can can they work yeah, GP. like yeah, could yeah. they work together? Because I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's that's a bit of a miss right there. My yeah. biggest gripe with Strand though, because they're like, Oh, here are new like aspects and fragments and blah blah blah. Can I please keep getting the stupid meditations even yeah. on characters that have all yeah, yeah, yeah. aspects mm-hmm. and fragments because holy hell as a warlock main is it so frustrating it's, yeah, it's tough. to try to get meditations on all other characters i would i would i run so much freaking strand on my warlock i could have probably gotten like a full stack of meditation this season if they would have dropped but since my warlock is missing only one fragments, they don't drop on it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. They need to fix it. Stop making me have to... Like, I don't mind unlocking it on other characters, but stop making me want to do activities that I don't love, let's say, on yeah. characters that I don't play often simply to unlock these stupid things. It's stasis all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's literally yeah. stasis all over again. Stop it. Let me unlock the meditation. I will grind them out <laughs> on a character or, that I like. But... Or Especially when it's literally the same fragment. Exactly, right? It's yeah. like, come on, you're asking me to do three yeah. times the same thing? Like, let me at least do three times the same thing on one character that I enjoy really yeah, yeah, playing yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. that to me is... Too. It's like, I only picked out the ones that I wanted on my Hunter. Haven't touched it since. There's no point to. Like, I'm just going to use the ones that I buy and then just leave it at that. Yeah. And it sucks, right? Because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I would like to unlock all of that. But then it's such a grind and it's so not fun. Yeah, it's not worth the grind. Exactly. And it's on characters you may not enjoy or you may not feel super comfortable on. So to me, that's the biggest thing about Strand right now. Mm-hmm. And that to me will knock it down at least like one level simply because unlocking so, those stupid ass fragments is yeah. god awful. So I'm seeing a B. Good I'm fine with an A, but it's certainly not a, is not an S. Yeah. New. No. I'm good with B. B for me. The B's have it. The B's have it. We are knocking through these last few. Uh, so Sword Guard rework. In Season 22, S. swords can perform full power heavy attacks even if the sword energy is zero. Also, Sword Guard is being buffed in several areas. Um, they said in this article from wowvendor.com, uh, although yeah. there is no more detailed information about the Sword Guard adjustments, one video from Bungie's articles revealed the strange behavior of sword energy. It remained at a zero value for quite some time and then quickly began to fill uh, perhaps something similar uh, is expected. Would you guys have if, this? Um, if it's just uh, like what's in the article, it's like the guard and then the energy stuff. It's an mm-hmm. S. I don't use sword enough to be like super, super mad about it one way or another, or like super stoked about it one way or another. Mm-hmm. To me, it's an S because it's technically a buff for now. What's been explained as a buff, and maybe that will make sort of a little bit better to use and more engaging to use. Mm-hmm. So, A or S, fine with me. Uh, where do you want to put it, Mister Lament Everything? 
I kind of want to put it. I, I like I I wouldn't necessarily say S because like I don't know how quickly that energy goes up. I think mm. being able to do the heavy attack without any energy is kind of interesting. But um, I would I I am cautiously optimistic and I would put it at an A. I'm the, I've, I'm got, I've got it as, as an A. Yeah, fine. I, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be like life changing. Yeah. Right. A is fine. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and skip to. Um, where did you guys have these zoom changes? Uh, everything's going to be hit basically when it comes to when it comes to zoom. Um. And rangefinder, I think, um, will be downgraded. Um, what are your thoughts? Where did you I guys have it put as that? A, I have it as a C. I think this is more going to affect PvP mm. uh, than the PVE side. Uh, I think I think this is part of them like normalizing ranges. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good thing, but. Um, it's a real wait and see thing too. Cause it could, yeah. it could like really shift the meta in a bad way. Yeah. Um, and if it does touch PVE, then I'll be furious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably somewhere in that a to B range, probably B mm. like it could go either way. Yeah. And put it at a B as well. Heard. I'm, I'm 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 more along line, lined up with like what Dunes is like. It is a wait and see thing. Yeah, exactly. And, That's kind of why it's I put it. I yeah, it's a, it's not a D. No. <laughs> you, you know, but it's it is definitely a wait and see. Um, so Thunder Crash changes. They increase the base cooldown time from 500 seconds to 550 seconds or to 556 seconds, matching uh, the majority of our roaming super roster. Theoretically, Thundercrash is one of is a one-off super, uh, but in practice, it kills potential. Its kill potential is closer to that of a roaming super, so we're updating its base cooldown to reflect that. Uh, thoughts? Why does PVE have to suffer for PvP? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I land. Because nobody in PVE is flying through a pack of enemies to get to another pack of enemies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, by the same token, Thundercrash is almost universally used in PVE for boss damage. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. I got. I got to do something. Right. That means. And you've got your Thundercrash available in those moments. If the if the the cooldown time on that is the difference between you finishing a raid boss or not, maybe not. Hey. I, I <laughs> like it, it, what is I it think like ten percent? Like about maybe a little more. Yeah, I think that that it, if it pans out that that's like the difference between you getting it for the second damage phase again or not, that is where I'm going to be really mad. Sure. Mm-hmm. I I think that the difference in p in between PVE and PVP is that the abundance of orbs so yeah. easily offsets yeah. that kind of change. Yeah, that I don't think w- that you're really gonna feel it, and if it if it addresses a pain point in PvP, and you know they don't get that many wins, let let PvP yeah. players have a little something something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm okay with that being higher, but I also don't 
care. Yeah, what I don't get about that change is why don't you make it in PvP where that 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 motion yeah. is not what's doing the lion's share of the damage, but it's the the impact. Mm -hmm. Um, again, it's a minute more. At the end of the day, it's yeah. fifty six seconds yeah. more, right? It's a minute mm -hmm. more. I think that at base. At, yeah. yeah, exactly at base. So I think that, like Dune said, with the orbs that you can get in PvP, especially in like raids and other that type of activity, it shouldn't be felt that much. Hopefully, mm. again, it's a wait and see type of thing. See? But <laughs> I would say I mean, B or C. I, yeah. Like, yeah, I think yeah, this I, more leans toward a C for me personally. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a C for me. Yeah. I'm by me. <laughs> All right, we're getting into the home stretch here. Uh, the Titan Exotics, uh, Icefall Mantle, Doomfang Pauldron, uh, or Icefall Mantle for for Titan grants an ex escalating bonus to Stasis weapon damage when getting rapid Stasis kills. When you activate your Stasis or your class ability, you immediately gain the highest tier bonus. Doomfang Pauldrons grants an escalating bonus to Void weapon damage uh, while getting rapid Void kills. When you get a Void melee kill, you immediately gain the highest tier bonus. Uh, Path of the Burning Steps, getting a Solar Grenade kill now grants you the highest tier Solar weapon damage damage bonus and eternal warrior uh since the exotic only grants its highest tier damage bonus automatically when your super ends which is a rare occurrence the duration of the arc weapon damage bonus from your fist of havoc super ends uh has been extended in 30 seconds up to 10 up from 10 seconds in season 21 uh the acdo feedback fences the exotic got a complete mechanical rework and now ties into the armor charge system, increasing its versatility and making it more useful in scenarios where you might not be taking a lot of in of melee damage. With the new perk, which completely replaces the old, when melee hits give you an uh, uh, when melee hits give you an armor charge, you take reduced melee damage while you have that armor charge. Taking melee damage causes you to emit a burst of damaging arc energy that jolts targets, consuming your armor charge and dealing more damage based on the number of stacks consumed. Uh, Hallowfire Heart. This exotic often stands in the shadow of the more ubiquitous Heart of Inmost Light. To remedy that, we've removed its base energy to solar abilities and replaced it with a perk that lets you build more into sunspots. We think you'll be uh, seeing... Many more sunspots on the battlefield as a result. As for the perk that greatly increases your ability regenerate when your super is fully charged, we left that as is. So besides myself and I think GP, is there any other Titan mains? I mean, I have to nope. be one next season because of charity too. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Um, I knew you were fishing. Uh, no, no, no. So, so, so the, the thing is, is that the Icefall Mantle... I'm curious about because I used to run this, but not on stasis. Mm -hmm. I ran it on um, solar with sunspots. Yeah. Um, with what it does to the ability recharge. I'm very excited about that and um, all fire. Yeah, I, I think the jolting for the ACDO feedback fences is interesting, especially how that feeds into that new system. Um, I think personally i think that this is an a i think this is on par yep. with the hunter changes yeah i i, I agree i'm i love playing my titan um i wouldn't say i take it seriously but yeah a lot of these changes just sound like 
like like all the the icefall doomfang path eternal warrior those mm-hmm. are some nice neutral exotics for those specific subclasses that's and they have parity yeah they have mm-hmm. parity that's always that's nice to see and then the feedback fence and the hollow fire heart like the, that's just cool new functionality that we're seeing on some very old exotics um the feedback fence one in particular sounds like lots of fun yes that just sounds goofy yeah like yeah. just just punch and get punched and stuff is gonna get lit up all right i am placing that at a we'll go ahead and do the uh the warlock bit here i don't know why i separated all those out um so astrocyte verse uh, we've added two more pieces of functionality to this exotic enemies near you when you blink become volatile additionally when using the super uh, the super uh, nova warp, the dark blink ability no longer consumes super energy. Uh, Geomag, <laughs> Geomag stabilizers. Uh, while we often heard calls to restore the perk that let you top off your super energy by sprinting, the legacy of the incentive still creates some pretty silly play patterns. Instead, we wanted to give players a way to get more super energy, no matter how charged their super is. Now picking up an ionic trace while wearing the exotic will grant guardians additional super energy. Wings of Sacred Dawn leaning into the orbital weapons platform of fantasy. We wanted to keep, help players have a way to stay aloft longer, especially in target-rich PvE environments. Typically, reloading was the main cause for a float to end. This exotic now automatically reloads solar weapons, including your weapon uh, you are holding, from reserves each time you get a kill while aiming down sights. Try this one out with Xenophage. Uh, Winter's Guile, due to the nature of the Stasis Warlock's melee ability, this exotic was previously a disappointing choice for that subclass. We've added a new perk to this one specifically for when you're playing with Stasis subclasses. Now combatants encased by your Penumbral Blast melee will automatically shatter after a short delay. Astrocide verse is great. Geomax Mm -hmm. is kind of duh. Yeah, it's playing into the Ionic Trace. It's more like you nerfed it and now you're bringing it back because you nerfed it too hard. Yeah. Wings of Sacred yeah. Dawn kind of feels like Mean. only a handful of people ever use that exotic. Yeah. And they're mainly in PvP, not really mm-hmm. in PvE. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It could be a good thing. It could be a really bad thing. That's a wait and see type of thing. Yeah. And Winter's Guile, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of okay, but I'm not. I don't see myself using Winter's Guile in freaking GMs. Yeah. Like, no. Maybe in PvP? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. overall good, but they're the, not amazing. But they're not. So f- to me, these changes aren't as exciting as what you get for Hunter and Titan. Exactly. Yeah. B? Yeah. Yeah, I had it a B. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good B because, like, the only one that's really interesting, in my opinion, is the Astrocyte because it makes able to proc volatile. Yeah. But then Astrocyte requires you to blink. And blink is like a skill gap. Let's yeah. let's yeah. not be let's not lie to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Great blinkers are amazing. Oh but yeah. But it's it takes like a while for people to get to that level if they can even get to that level. Right. I can barely so, make regular warlock jump. Work, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a warlock brain, so like the jump is fine for me. But I still haven't mastered the blink, and I yeah. because I haven't really tried, mm-hmm. but. It's great, but it's such a specific like so Astrocyte doesn't mean like that's a really good change to it, but it's such a specific like kind of situation that 
it's cool, but it's eh, yeah, okay. It, yeah. it helps the people. It, it leans into the power fantasy for blank already. I'm good with it, but I'm not going to use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I think I think B B is right for this one as well. Like mm -hmm. the for me as like I actively dislike playing my warlock most of the time. I think the biggest <laughs> one is the geomag, um, just because I really like using cold heart on my warlock. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if that's going to pull me off of uh, Vesper of Radius or the Matrix helmet looking thing. Yeah. Oh, the uh, new the new one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can never remember what that thing's called, but. But uh, yeah, I mean, not not bad. Certainly not bad changes, but not nearly as exciting as the other two classes. Right. Yeah. I like I'm not I, even okay. Geomag. I'm probably not going to use because well, yeah. <laughs> I, just yeah. Play, you know, it's not my play style, but whatever. You know. Yeah. And Fallen Sunstar, which is the exotic you're talking about, is yes. oh yeah better. That's what I meant. It's better when it comes to ionic traces overall. Yeah. So it's yeah. Um, under pressure, I found it, kids. Uh, <laughs> under pressure, we'll be getting a nerf, but only for fusion rifles. Um, <laughs> where, yeah, where, where are you guys seeing this one? Um, I've got this at a D. Yeah, because I like using fusion rifles in PvP. Same. And I don't know if there's anything that can really replace under pressure. Um, this basically feels like they're just nerf, just doing a flat nerf to fusion rifles in PvP. Because mm -hmm. like you basically, like outside of a few outliers, you don't run fusion rifles that don't have under pressure on it. Yeah. So it's it's a bummer. Uh, I think just. I don't know, like more diversity in mod selection or uh, perk selection is always good, but this one feels a little heavy handed. I think it depends on how much it's being nerfed, but yeah, C or D. Yeah. I'm fine with either. I'm yeah, fine with it. C. I, I'll, I'll put it at a C and we can we can revisit some of these things if we feel yeah. strongly about them. Um, Warden's Law. We get a new heart, hand cannon family. Um, so basically, it's going to like do a two shot. Uh, kind of like it's going to kind of feel like a, a Borderlands weapon. Um, a little bit. So, uh, uh, the way that it says we utilize the damage profile that aggressive frame hand cannons had years back dealing up to 90 damage per burst against players 25 to the body and 45 per crit then we slightly reduce the burst delay the time between the bursts themselves as opposed to the time between shots within the bursts so that it was a slightly faster 0.93 time to kill instead of the standard one second um what are your guys' thoughts on warden's law coming back as a new two burst Hey for me. Yeah. I don't mind either way. To me, it's yeah. I never really used that hand cannon back mm -hmm. in the day. And I find it interesting to have a new hand cannon family type of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's very much gonna be like, oh, how does it play and like how quote unquote good it is. Yeah. So. I I think I think what they talked about here, plus coupled with the buff to hand cannons, yeah. Um, it could be really, really good and I like quirky, unique stuff. 
that uh, when when they put it in the game. So I, I, yeah, I agree with the A. I'm happy that there's variety. You know, they can only put so many you know element archetype combos together. Mm-hmm. I think that got addressed in the set the video that Seth was talking about. So having a new archetype gives them some room to play with. Um, I'd almost question if like something like this with like how wacky it is should be an exotic yeah you know in the same way that graviton is Mm -hmm. or or crimson but crimson yeah yeah you know but you know i'm happy for the variety yeah i i agree with an a here i think that works very well um last two let's go to a wicked one first yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so wicked raid last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, wicked implement. This comes from the uh, July thirteenth twid. Uh, if you're one of the guardians running around with your wicked implement glued to your side, we have some information for you regarding the catalyst. When designing catalysts, our teams aren't there to create something you need to get, but something to entice you to let your weapon achieve its full potential. So with that, here's some more info on the weapons team themselves. Uh, the main thing we wanted to facilitate is getting into a rhythm with your precision hits. Refilling the magazine when collecting a shard accomplishes that, uh, letting you continue aiming down sights to chain precision damage. But adding mad mag overflow with the catalyst lets you extend that even further, especially when picking off red bars in in between damage damaging stronger uh, targets and collecting the shards that they uh, when they return to you. Uh, being able to potentially slow targets with a primary weapon in PvP neutral game is already kind of spicy, which is why we tune the perks to a single target. Uh, so so a single target would either be dead or close to it by the time you start slowing them. If you switch targets when outnumbered, however. Uh, the perk works with any stasis shard, though, so it's if you're running a stasis subclass, you'll re- rarely have to reload. Uh, we have heard feedback on the base weapon and have a few buffs on the way. Among other things, we are cautious with the timing window for creeping attrition, but we're looking at adjusting that in the future. Keep your eyes out for that. Thoughts? I don't have that gun, I think, so... Yeah. <laughs> I used it, I've like, once or twice, it, so yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I got it for the trophy. It. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, got it? Yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, maybe I will use it more with the, you know, the stasis and strand changes that we talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've got it at a B, like, very eh about it. Very wait and see. Yeah. Same. The the weapon really felt like a jack of all trades, master of none. Mm. But that it does, you know, it's a worse chill clip. It's a worse this. It's a worse that. Maybe this will change that. But B, yeah, B, you know, you know, I, I don't see it using using yeah. it at all. But personally, I see it as a low B. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I'm, it, I'm it can filter that. into C easily for me yeah. too. Um, sure. But yeah, it's not it, it's it's a cool looking weapon. I just never use it. Um Yeah. But but I'll put it at B. With with the caveat that it's a low B. It's like a B minus minus <laughs> B. Yeah. It's all the way at the right. <laughs> yeah. Um at this point, so we have the rev- reprise raid. I would say at this point, if you are listening and you do not want to be spoiled, uh concerning leaks and the like 
I think that this is probably where you should <laughs> go to the Have end of the night. episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it seems that my hopes and dreams of having a Wrath of the Machine enter into <laughs> uh, Destiny 2 have been dashed and cast asunder uh, in in order to bring uh, one of um, Oryx's progeny back into the spotlight. Uh, you, you love him. You know him. You've seen him at least 18 different flavors uh, in Destiny 2. Crota will be possibly returning. And, oh shit it's it's he rips off his mask like mission impossible style and it's it's Danix. um yeah so it seems that we'll be getting crota's end reprised um what's i like i liked the 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 age of triumph version of crota's end a lot i think if they build off of that and how rad that like that sword bridge section was that'll be That'll be awesome, but I don't see this raid race lasting longer than like four hours, five hours. Yeah. You've had that? Yeah, it won't be long. I I still think this is S for me personally, as as far as the ranking goes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether it's Crota's End or Wrath or Leviathan coming back, I love raids. Yeah. So more raids in the game is always a unadulterated W as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, like Wrath, or I'm sorry, Crota's End is certainly not my favorite raid. Um, but like if they if they tweak some things and mess around with some mechanics, it could be a lot of fun. So I, I had this at A. I think you're going to see a lot more different mechanics than you did on Vogue and Kingsfall. Mm -hmm. The quality of Crota versus um, the other raids. Mm -hmm. I think you'll Certainly. you'll see a lot of the some of those mechanics like what they did with the, the psyops battlegrounds like like the light blade um um walk section versus like how Crota was. I think you're gonna see a lot of reworks that they've been hinting at yeah. and messing mm -hmm. around with in the game already. Yeah, I could see the sword sword bridge encounter being a lot more complicated. Yeah. Um where you've got to do something extra on either side, maybe at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I can, like, I mean, we're able to skate so easily now. There have to be, like, death walls everywhere, probably. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we don't have self-res now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I mean... Just they could go so far as to literally put up like you can see the death wall or <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like there's just it's like see something on either side of it thing. yeah like i didn't play crota i didn't play d1 yeah um but like i've heard a lot about it and i i quote unquote played it in d2 yeah. when they brought it back in one of the multiple flavors of him being brought back mm -hmm. and from what i've heard from people that did play d1 it's more aligned towards like what a dungeon is in D two than a raid. Yeah. That's so that's what me, I that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought it was going to come back as a dungeon. And I think a lot of people expected that, and kind of maybe not we're hoping, but kind of we're like, oh yeah, that would make sense if they did. Yeah. That. Yeah. So yeah. if it is Crota, then I'm like, okay, um, are you fully bringing it back? Because like, if we look at uh, Vault of Glass, and if we look at King's Fall, to me, King's Fall is like 
the epitome of a D1 raid that was brought back into D2 in the best of way. Yeah. Yes. Right? Definitely. I will forever rage against War Priest on day one, but the, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that raid. I've run that raid multiple times, and if people invite me to run a King's Fall, I'm, I'm always happy. It, I, yeah. I enjoy that raid so much. I don't know why, but there's something about that raid that's just fun to me. And reminds me probably of like the D2 raids that are vaulted currently. Yeah. Um, so... And I liked Vault of Glass, but not as much as King's Fall. Like King's Fall is definitely my favorite D1 raid that I've played. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, but when you kind of look at King's Fall, they brought it back pretty similarly to what it is in D1, but kind of spiced it up in the D2 way and made some things a little bit better for D2, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look at Crota, it's so short. There's not much. It's like, okay, if you're going to bring it back in the same way that king's fall was then it's gonna be a dungeon or it has to be gutted or it has yeah it has to be gutted and completely redone but then is it this is it a reprise raid yeah right because i think that the idea of a reprise raid is to take the assets that are already existing yeah update them to the current engine tweak things that need to be tweaked to make it a little bit more viable yeah but it's it's the resource um it's it's the fact that it takes prop possibly less resource to yeah. make than a completely new raid, right? It, yeah, a rat, it, it Wrath was a pipe dream. Do, yeah, like, comparatively, mm-hmm. it doesn't, just because of the amount of rework to... They basically said that it's almost building it from scratch. Yeah. I would, they say that for all the raids? The reprise raids? Bringing stuff forward from D1. Yeah. Okay, it, maybe, like, it's it's been a while, but it's... But you don't have to invent mechanics. You don't have to test new mechanics. Yeah. You don't have to, mm-hmm. like... The I, building blocks are there. You have to recreate the building blocks in the new engine, technically. Yeah. But you don't have to rethink. You well, not rethink. Yeah. You don't have to think of a like create a whole new thing, right? It's recreation compared to creation. Right. So I think it's still a little bit easier. So if they got Crota, then it's it's like a new raid. <laughs> I, I don't like, think I don't think they're gonna gut it. I think um I think it's easy to get um stuck on the fact that Crota seems short. Yeah. But it is still four encounters. It's just that there's no distance between many of those encounters. Yeah, there's not really Where, a mid boss though, right? Yeah, well, you've got you've basically got the opening encounter. Yeah, the opening encounter, which I'm not even counting as an encounter, but the walk through the dark yeah. um, culminates in a battle against the ogres. So mm-hmm. they could hypothetically like put an encounter flag at the ogre point and spice that part up where you're not just standing there fighting off some ogres. Right. Something else happens. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, the sword, sword encounter obviously has to be reworked because we can essentially fly now. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, what was it? Uh, daughters or, Oh, death singer, death mm-hmm. singer and Crota are literally in the, in same, the same room. Room. Yeah. So like there's no there's no jogging between encounters, so it makes it feel a lot shorter. Um, so I think that they can still they've still got enough wiggle room with modifying mechanics in those individual encounters to to spice it up while maintaining the original flavor of what Crota's End was. Right. Plus, you know, we're still getting another you know the the armor set from it, the weapon set from it, yeah, and assume you know assuming that. The exotic comes with it. We'll get necrochasm. Yeah, we'll necrochasm. I think being a like if we 
the possibility of like necrochasm, especially if it's a 900 or a, yeah, not what is it? 900 yes, RPM, something, something crazy, crazy like high. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause that, that archetype doesn't actually exist in D2, which I would love for it to come back. It would, it would make Nim cry. Like Nim would just start <laughs> openly weeping as soon as it like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Matt had a good point. Um, yeah. That, that Vog had three encounters in one location, two encounters in another. We already mm-hmm. talked about um, King's Fall reusing the same room. Like, I don't have a problem with that, just because that yeah. those are how those D1 raids were. Yeah. I mean, Galran. Galran and uh, the yeah. other dude before. It was in the same yeah, room, in, technically. In Crown. Yeah. Crown yeah. was two in the same room, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't have an issue with having encounters in the same room if the room is used, like, differently. Right. Which I think all of those raids kind of are. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's more like how are you going to make this raid that was short? And I know, I know we're kind of, it feels like we're stuck into the, it's short, but yeah. then if we look at how Ron was kind of completed fairly quickly, yeah, I think it's also, you have to kind of balance that also. Right. So it's, it's this kind of finding out, are you going to make transversals? Yeah. Are you going to make a jumping puzzle? Please, for the love of God, no. Um, are you going to make like all of the, how are you going to change that to make it? I would hope that the ad density for how for those spaces goes through the roof. Oh, maybe. I think I, I want yeah. mechanics. I I don't I think you see that mechanics. from from Crota. I don't see I don't see you adding more more mechanics to Crota. I I see you adding okay. like ad density to make sure that you're moving and to keep you uncomfortable. Um Matt even said like something about probably add loosing lucent hive here and there. I could see them doing cool. that over mm-hmm. You know, but I think more ads is probably where they where they tune it. Honestly, I I really want them to just audible and just make the the next reprise raid not be um, wrath and have it like the 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 raid layers come back. That would be nice. That would be super no. nice. I want all of those raids back. Please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Fire. That'd be. Dope. I I. I mean, you know, leaks and all. I, yeah, yeah, probably Crotazen, but uh, like I never thought Wrath was coming back. So I was really hoping it was going to be at least base Leviathan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that but, if they bring Leviathan, they have to bring all of it back. Yeah. Oh, it'd be a, yeah. just make one big one. Like, <laughs> no. Well, yes. Just just bring back Leviathan as it used no. to be. Like. The old Leviathan with like mm-hmm. Leviathan base raid, mm-hmm. either Spire, but also Crown. Crown was technically part of Leviathan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like just bring all of those raid back and raids back and just have them available also because mm-hmm. they were overall like, I mean, the layers were Spire was amazing in my opinion. People hated it. I loved Spire, but I think yeah. people just didn't understand how it worked. I had an appreciation for it like later in its life cycle than I did. But it was riddled with weeks. bugs. Yeah. One of the biggest issues with Spire was that it was riddled with bugs and that kind of killed the momentum for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eater is very much like a, a quick raid, but that wasn't a bad thing, I think, to have yeah. a quick raid. I loved Eater. And that was great. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, That's how I met you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Leviathan base leviathan was fun because it mm-hmm. had so many different encounters and so many different mechanics and like one race. and it and it was different than like here's boss shoot boss the entire yes. time mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. exactly it was a puzzler so i i 
I'd love to see Wrath because I will never play Wrath unless they bring it to D2. Yeah. Um, but I would I would also very much like to have my old raids back, please. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right. I'm gonna put this at an A, which feels weird oh. to say. I'm okay with that. Are are we are we putting it in an A with the assumption that it is in fact Proto's end? I think so. I think okay, I am. So, yeah. Like yeah. And, if, and if Bungie comes out, you know, on the twenty second and goes, Hey, it's Wrath. Yeah, do you gotcha. come back in here and you move that to S? One hundred percent for me. <laughs> I like I would love that, but I don't like I honestly think not, that it's a pipe not a dream. chance. But... It's a, yeah, it's a pipe dream at this at this point. Like Obviously, like next season, we're probably going to have like um, we're probably going to have a, a Savathun tinged season. It generally they go in um, in theming and instead of counter to what they do during that season for the raid. So having a hive themed raid during a Savathun season makes sense. But man, I, I, I just want to I just want to. Wrath of the Machine, man. That raid <laughs> was one of my favorites of all time. It just—I I never thought it was going to happen because of the Siva assets. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. Like unless unless they did an expansion where that was like a Siva expansion where that those assets came in anyway. Yeah. I I just couldn't see them bringing all that stuff over just for. The raid. You you missed that chance with the Rasputin season. Right. I will forever be mm. mad at that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that with them killing off Rasputin like that. I mean, to be fair, it is an AI. It is yeah. a war mine. It is like, how many freaking bunkers does this asshole have? Like, so <laughs> many routines and so many redundancies. Like, maybe he's somewhere hiding deep within a bunker that we don't know about. Like, that I wouldn't even be surprised if at some point they brought yeah. him back and were like, yeah, he was just hiding in a bunker. <laughs> like, okay. And it would make sense. Like, it would even have to be retcon. It would just be like, yeah, he was a submine in a bunker and it was brought back. Cool. Yeah. But I still, like, I still will be forever mad at how they handle that. And mm-hmm. then it makes no sense that to like kill Rasputin and then just bring back Siva after. I mean, it, they're not super related, but at the same time, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. So wrath might never come to D2, which would be sad. They'll bring him back, but it'll be like the language learning model version of him. It'll just yeah. be Rasputin GPT. <laughs> Dude, stop. I want my war mind back. I don't want my whatever that was. It'll be trained to steal people's art. Um... <laughs> Dude. Like, it was to cool to be able to interact with him, but it was not Rasputin that we knew. It wasn't like the almighty Mars big thing i don't i don't know like it, yeah, he'll say back. something in russian and then you'll ask anna bray about it and she'll be like she said he said something about nfts um, <laughs> oh my god stop it <laughs> gray fox has the question so i'm gonna bring him in for one bring last him. bout bring him in i think this is a pretty good list i think we nailed it yeah i agree oh you guys again hello hi hi, uh, hi. welcome hi. back Thank you. Uh, well, Dunes already took part of my question. I was going to say, hey, you know. Grumpy Dunes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, since you teared everything up, what are you guys looking forward to? I know it's about two weeks away. Reveal. 
Yay, nay, middle I age. just want good things. I I just I think want... we all do. So. I, yeah. Yeah. No, but like I, I want them to be like wowing us enough yeah. to be like, okay, that's state of the game. We're just gonna put it on the back burner for now. Yeah. And kind of like not feel as strong about it. Like they need a win because yeah. it it is it is bad. Like I said, right now it's not just anger, it's apathy. And they need to find a way to make that go away. So that's what I want out of that showcase. I think what I'm looking forward to with the reveal is I just I will I want to be surprised. I don't want mm. to see gameplay and go, oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that is. I want to I want to look at that gameplay and go, what the heck is that? Yeah. Um. That that's the those are the fun parts of the reveals for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I'm really looking forward to the surprise. And they've got a lot of room to w- work with as as far as the story stuff goes. Um, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, there's something we didn't even talk about was that they are changing the structure for how they reveal the story in season 22 and season 23. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. And they so, did say that. Yeah, so that's not even on here. I probably mm-hmm. should have had that <laughs> on here. Um <laughs> I would I would probably put that either at an A or a B on here as well. Um, yeah, I'd put that pretty high. Yeah. Uh, um, change, changing that up. Hopefully but, for the better. Yeah. yeah hopefully I like what I'm looking forward to, I really want to know what happens after final shape cuz it feel it feels like we are slowly trudging toward an end of life for destiny Two. not necessarily that like the game's bad or anything, but like seeing them not invest in PVP, not invest in gambit. Um, that feels very much like a business decision you would make if you were not planning on keeping the title around super long. Like, I can, it does feel it, a little bit like we're wrapping it up here. Yeah, mm-hmm. which which and not just story wise. Yeah, which understandable for the final. Like they said, the final shape would be the end of the saga, and that there would be something after that. I'm almost wondering if after the year of final shape, we get another like numbered box or something. They That's what mention, I'm curious. Yeah, they did mention the story of final shape and the raid will close out the saga. Yeah, will mm-hmm. be stretched yeah. out. For the and the, year, and so. then we'll then we'll have like the next year of dlc or like of seasonal content to wrap that round that all out because there's no way that they don't do another seasonal package package i think it's more just Mm -hmm. to tie loose ends that aren't from like the main light and dark saga just like other characters just right like close up shin like what happened to shin malfer and and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Lysander. Yeah, oh Lysander? my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, and do wear some drifts or get together? It, yeah. it would also be a good opportunity for them to do, you know, once once the the real heavy stuff is done with with Final Shape and its raid, it gives them opportunity to get a little wacky with it and do yeah. some fun seasons. Like, I mean, Cade's back, so you know, have have some kind of uh, Cade's beach day, you know. Right, Cade's Cade's beach day, or you know, everybody plays volleyball. Goofy stuff. Please <laughs> don't bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> like Overwatch all over again, please. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, um, Matt, I think says uh, I asked this the other day on this on 
on stream. If there's a new game, will it include Gambit or Crucible? If if people I, are I think not it playing definitely Gambit, has Crucible in it. A hundred percent. I I think it doesn't include Gambit because they're mm-hmm. they're saying that they're they have low numbers on it now. Why would you bring that into a new box? Uh, mm-hmm. If it were Crucible, like I th- I don't th- see a Destiny without a Crucible. I like Ooh. I think that you would probably see them build it different because of the way that they built Destiny 2's PvP experience initially with vanilla. I I. I don't think that you see them um, because most of these maps were built for four V four instead of six V six. I see, I would see them maybe focus on a six V six experience over, over that. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think I've mentioned it on stream before, but I've always maintained that destiny needed to do what Fortnite had started to do before mm. the BR got big where the the PvP and the PvE are separate games, but they exist in the same universe. They are completely separate. A crucible and optional download. You know, so so again, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I want it to. You know, yeah. so that so that my you know my characters cross cross over, but there's no as a different skew. Yeah, make crucible free to play or whatever and you know, and, and such that, you know, you know, you're not infringing on each other. Mm. Um, because, you know, we, we've shifted rankings here because, you know, one sandbox ruins the other. Mm. Um, I don't think PvP will ever be gone from the game. I think Gambit's gone. Um, yeah. I, th- I've said this before several times. It feels like um double fine does this thing called amnesia Fortnite, where they develop like games for like two weeks and then sometimes they make certain th- certain aspects of those games they put them in- as a whole new franchise or they uh in one instance they added it as like a level into um into psychonauts 2 this feels like that this fe- like gambit felt like hey we made we made this thing with the engine where it was pvp ve and like it worked well and people in the studio liked it so much we added it into the game and then they put such a heavy emphasis on it for that one season they kind of burnt people out on it super early and then yeah. after that it like it was never really given its its due it never found its meet its happy medium yeah 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 because because it was always like either you had gambit prime or you had gambit as it was I think they tried that last year, and I think mostly successful. I think I I really enjoy Gambit now, but yeah, that, um, that that iteration was a lot better. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't. If if that didn't save it, then I don't know what would. But yeah, so that that's the answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> that works um, for me. I, yeah, I want I want to see that we're closer to a, a Witch Queen DLC. Than this year, yeah, you know, the, yeah, this entire Lightfall. DLC and yeah. Lightfall and the tuning and everything. I want yeah. them to prove that they can still do a good story and a campaign that doesn't feel like it was. It's a filler for DLC. Yeah, yeah. And this is a filler. And you don't want the major players sitting in a ship for seven <laughs> days. Yeah, <laughs> I get. I guess the better question here, Gray Fox, what do you want to see on the twenty second? <laughs> 
Um, it's a good question. I want to see what Bungie has up its sleeves. Yeah. For the whole. I um, mean, you you have a franchise that's almost ten years old. What are you guys gonna do? I mean, you're gonna let it fizzle out, or are you gonna go out in a bang? I don't we think don't they're know. gonna go out. Yeah, but I don't think they're. Yeah, I think I think it just can. The treadmill continues. It's just whether yeah. whether people stay on it or not is the mm-hmm. is the question there. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys on the twenty second. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Works for me. All right. If we don't have any more calls or questions, I think Matt is typing something. <laughs> like Matt is typing. Oh. Bungie's very good at the hype for the dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice DLC, yes. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. they're pros at it. Well, with all that said then, uh, why don't we go around and have you guys tell people where they can find you across the internet. Mod, let's start with you. Uh, I'm everywhere pretty much at Mod Sherpa. Um, you can see me Tuesdays on Twitch with Dan and Patton, aka Dunes. Uh, GP, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at GDN Photographer, Instagram and threads at Guardian Photographer, and you can check out my website, guardianphotographer.com. And Dunes. You can find me nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can get at me in Dan's Discord, um, and I do occasionally stream on Twitch as Mr. Dunes, but uh, you will not find me on Twitter or Instagram or anything of those sorts. And Seth, what about you? Uh, you can just find me on Azafa, anything, pretty much. Like, that's that's all there is to it. Um, but, yeah. Been less on Twitter because it's a bit of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement and of the year. Yeah, and I don't use Instagram for anything, really. Like, it's more just kind of browse, and I don't really browse there anymore. Yeah. So yeah i've been been using the insta i've been using the insta way more lately (laughs) no tiktok for me is like my fun kind of thing and uh i've just got blue sky so i've been there because it reminds me of old twitter so that makes me happy and i'm waiting for hive to get their freaking desktop version no no freaking joke dude get together dude i love that i just i need them to have a website that's all i need please for the love of god but yeah that's pretty much it that's where you can find me my name's Danfinity. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram and the TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch four days a week helping guardians with endgame activities. If you'd like to support the show, please remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. And if you'd like to give a couple bucks a month to help keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All the links are in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you find what you're grinding for.